When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. to the first open the voice gate of 2017 um we have three-fourths of the crew here today we have obviously me we have milo and we have michael unfortunately there's no case um mainly because he didn't watch the curriculum <laughs> before which is fine i guess but uh we're, we'll have case back on in two weeks so we miss you case <laughs> i'm sure the audience misses you too um but yeah, so other than that, I don't know how everybody's been doing. It's been a tough couple of days here in yeah. the United States, in the old U.S. of A. 
Uh, if I sound more down than usual, it's just been it has been a tough couple of days. I I did have a great plan on how I managed to miss watching any of the inauguration yesterday as my own form of protest. So that I didn't watch out. any. I didn't watch any of it either. It just just seeing it all on Twitter is just like I realized afterwards I, I should have just done a Twitter blackout too. But like yeah, it was way more depressing than I even expected. I don't know. I just it's went just... and took my car into service, and so I was at the <laughs> so so that way like they did, I I made sure that I was in the waiting room that didn't have Fox News on the TV, and I read business law homework. So mm-hmm. that's how you can get a that, that's how I'm getting through. So. Yeah. I don't know what was it. What was it like in France, Milo? Did anybody care? Uh, I haven't seen anything about it. I don't. I don't watch TV, so I haven't seen anything on TV. But um, I know I. I didn't really hear anyone talk about it. Um, I had work. My boss didn't talk about it. Um, just pretty quiet over here, I guess. Um, oh, that's that's good at least. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure if I had turned on the TV, I would have seen something about it. But uh, we have our own political shit to get through as well, so... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, God. The, the devil is a I, woman. I will say, I will say uh, the, the only good thing from yesterday was that fucking Nazi... Richard Spencer oh getting punched, getting punched in the fucking fight, in the fucking face. That was the one good thing about yesterday. Have, have you seen like that the memes? Was wonderful. Have you all seen I've the seen... memes that they've put up to it? Like some of them are really great. Like someone using uh, tur- run around a runabout to it, and uh, ooh, what you say? Like they're all great. Like that. That's that, been my, that's been my solace over the last day. The 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 one the Overwatch meme my friend did was pretty awesome. Oh jeez. Uh, the um, someone did like a, someone did like Ryu doing the Shoryuken and knocking the guy out <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, and then of course because because like centrist liberals have to worry or ruin everything. It was eh. is it right to punish Nazis? Yes, yes, it is. Should we yeah. should we yeah. punch the Nazis? Okay, yes. Okay. Yes. I, I'd like to... Punching a Nazi a day keeps the doctor away. <laughs> Open the voice gaze unified. Punching Nazis is good. There the, you go. The, the I, mean, I mean, like, as a granddaughter of, like, Jewish immigrants, I would say I'm pretty qualified to, to say that you should all punch every single Nazi that you encounter. Yeah. It's, yeah. uh... Like... <laughs> my great grandmother didn't like flee Poland on her own for you guys to not punch Nazis. Indeed. The the only thing punch. I'll say, the punch could have had better form. That was more like a, a like a forearm than a punch. That, that that's my <laughs> only criticism was you, you got that that was like Ronda Rousey like training. Montage punch. That was that was not a good punch. That was a good elbow strike. I'll give it that. But ne- <laughs> everyone go for the jaw. Is this a well, shot at Guy or a shot at Ronda Rousey? Uh, you, you, you know, I'll let the listener decide on amongst themselves. You know, I'm just saying. The 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 I will say like there was um there was this, there were a couple of troll accounts trying to reply to everybody and like apparently they're just colorblind because they were like oh. Look at look at how you got punched by the blah blah blah. It's like 
did you not see that was clearly a white person that punched him? Like you could see when he mm. when he like pulls the mask off when he has his hand. That was like a pale white person. It's not even like kind of debatable. It was a white person who punched him. Like I hate to tell you, so these people who are who immediately try to be racist about it. It's like you need to worry about your own damn self apparently because it was a white guy that punched him. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> it wasn't any. There's no racist meme here unless you think. The only thing you could say maybe is that if you think he was Jewish or something, I guess. But, like, he was clearly a white person. Let's yeah. be real. But. So, anyway, that's that's what we should all be doing from now on, fellow white people. Punching the Nazis. Just do it. Step up to the plate. Yeah. Step up to the plate and punch a Nazi. So, yeah, that was the only good thing. And then, obviously, the, the protests today have been pretty cool from what I've seen. But. Um, mm-hmm. none of that changes the fact that that piece of shit is our president now. We're in the zone yeah. now. Yeah. Um, but it's a good thing we still have stuff like Dragon Gate to distract us, I guess, and that will be our transition. <laughs> because we do have some fun <laughs> Dragon... <laughs> we do have some fun Dragon Gate stuff to talk about. Um, we're going to start today off with the awards, the mm-hmm. Open the Voice Gate 2016 awards the first ever open the voice gate awards obviously since it was our first year as a podcast um um it's it's like our one year anniversary these days as well did we really start in january yeah we started january 2016 right yeah 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 how the Uh, fuck have we been doing this for a year already jesus how the fuck is people (laughs) allowed us to do this for a year is the real question like what the fuck now my mind is blown. Like, we've been doing this for a year, Milo. What the I hell? I don't know. I'm old. <laughs> You're old. You're old. John. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> this is... Seriously, though. <laughs> I don't know what you. makes you guys, but... <laughs> if you've been listening... If you've been listening to this since episode one, first of all, thank you. Um, second of all, I'm sorry. <laughs> third of all... <laughs> third of all, I hope you'll stick yeah. with us. Uh, yeah, uh, iTunes is telling me that our first episode was released on January 18. Wow, it's almost it's like three days to the day. That's crazy. <laughs> that's beautiful. So yeah, that's pretty nuts. Because it's, it's January 21st we're recording this, people. If that if all the stuff if all the references to yesterday being the inauguration didn't clear you in, but um, you'll probably because you'll probably be hearing this is like Sunday or Monday at the earliest. But yeah, it's Saturday as I record this. Um. But yeah, that's crazy. We've been doing this for a fucking year. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday, y'all. <laughs> um, <laughs> so here's to another great year, obviously. Uh, and that's... So anyway, so to celebrate our one-year anniversary and to celebrate a year with Open the Voice Gate, let's get right into these Open the Voice Gate awards. Um, so the way this worked is, for the Category A awards... Voters chose their top three for each category. The votes are awarded on a 3-2-1 system, so three points for first place, second, two points for second place, one point for third place. I realized after I set this up that the Observer actually does it kind of different. Yeah, they do 5-3-1, like, right? 5-3-1. So maybe we can change that for next year. I don't know. But I, I like the 3-2-1. I don't know. I think you should get... It feels like under 5-3-1, like third place and second place are worth almost nothing. It's just who gets the most first place votes. So I don't know. I like. I feel this is more balanced, but I, maybe I'm wrong. 
Um, It'd be a good study to do in our voting off season. Exactly. See how it would have turned out. Um, but yeah, so any tiebreakers in these categories, I did, I did break any tiebreakers with first place votes where applicable. So that's why, like, if the total votes are the same, but one one wrestler or one, you know, selection had more first place votes, I used that as a tiebreaker, which came up at least once in most outstanding, as we'll see in a sec. Um, but yeah, so let's read back these results. We'll start with, and we'll obviously discuss who we voted for and whether we're surprised with the results at all. Beginning with MVP, this would be the overall, the most valuable, you know, I guess player, but they're not really playing. The wrestling, I don't know. The most valuable wrestler in 2016 <laughs> with a combination of in-ring work and character work and promo work and even drawing to an extent, even though that's not really that big a thing in Dragon Gate. But I mean, the winner probably wouldn't have won if we counted drawing. Oh, shit, yo. Well, they're already getting some shots in. <laughs> All right, so the top three. In third place, with 20 total votes, two first place votes, Akira Tozawa. He barely edged out third place over Naruki Doi, my boy, who had 18 total votes and <laughs> one first place vote, and he was in fourth. Uh, the runner-up, with a pretty big gap between second and third, was Yabato. He had 45 total votes, five first place votes. But the overwhelming winner, with 61 total votes, 17 first place votes, Shingo Takagi. Um, obviously not everybody on this podcast is going to be happy about this, but, um, I figure Shingo was going to win. I'm, I'm pretty sure I voted for him. It, he, to me, he just, without Shingo this year would have been very different. Um, he was in some of the, be- a lot of the best matches I thought this year. And he did a lot of cool character work with Sachi Hoko boy and stuff. Um, and the, the Yamato feud. So I, I thought Shingo deserved to win this award, but. Um, I think my, my top three, I believe, was Shingo, Yamato, and Doi. Um, so you weren't I can't the first really... place Doi voter? No, I wasn't, the, I wasn't the first place Doi voter. Okay. Um, yeah, it was... the. the know there was one. <laughs> the rest, by the way, almost, after the, the gap between Doi and fifth place, um, the, the, there was a three-way tie for, for fifth. Eita, Yoshida, and Shima all had two points. So 18 to 2. It's basically pretty clear there's a, there's a top four here and there's everybody else. But, um, but yeah, so what did you guys think of Shingo winning? Uh, Do you really want to know? <laughs> I, I, this is what... I had my votes were chalk with this. Like, I had Shingo, Yamato, and Suzawa in that order. Like, for me, my mindset for MVP is kind of who the... At least with this versus, like, Observer Awards or other awards... Was that the who is kind of the uh, the glue or the the focus point of the promotion? And to me, like it, it either had to be Takagi or Yamato, and Takagi was the focus of the first four months, whereas Yamato became the focus somewhat after that. So that was kind of that's kind of what made me go with Takagi. Like it it was just kind of out of that more so than anything. So. By the way, obviously you didn't vote for Shingo. You had, um, nope. let's see who you had. I had um, Yamato, Doi, and Eita. So do you want to defend your Eita vote over Shingo as MVP? Why do you think Eita deserved more more love than I mean, the voters I mean, people gave? actually like Eita. 
That is true. So I was surprised. I think I can't. I can't like in my conscience. I can't vote for MVP for a guy that ninety five percent of the audience fucking despises in real life. Well, like it's not even about him being a heel. They just fucking don't like him. How can I vote for him as MVP? That's that's fair. That's definitely fair. Yeah, I mean, um, he's the first. Oh, by the way, I want to correct myself. I had Shingo Doryamato. There you go. Okay. I just looked up mine. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, Ada really finishing like that, I think it's kind of interesting, especially because, to me, 2017 really is who's going to be the next person to step up. And it really positioned, to me, in my mind, I feel like Ada was the person who's positioned for that. So I think, like, at least uh, people are starting to already kind of consider consider him like next up, I guess. So, yeah, I think that's pretty interesting. Looking at the votes now, I, I don't I don't see how Shima really had anything MVP wise this year. No, that was that was a weird one. Yeah. A couple people gave him. I think a couple people gave him a third third. Yeah, a couple people gave him a third place vote. Yeah. Um. So I don't. I mean, people. I guess they thought he was the third best, the third most important wrestler. I don't know. <laughs> just like... I guess. <laughs> All right. Oh, wait. Maybe was it one second place vote? No, it was two third place votes. Okay. Uh, oh, it was Joe Lanza gave him one of the third place votes. <laughs> Shout out to Joe Lanza. Um, there you go. I can't believe I'm going to have to fight Joe in the parking lot. <laughs> um, okay. Anyway. Moving on to most outstanding, Milo, you can take this one. Uh, so the winner of most outstanding, the rightful winner for most outstanding was Ata with with thirty total votes and five first place votes, and the runner up was um, a five minute long fart noise. <laughs> Shingo Takagi. Shingo Takagi, and the third place was Yamato, uh, and then there's like a fucking buttload of people uh fourth place akira tozawa fifth place jamie susumu and then there was kagetora mochizuki oh Doi, uh, and mochizuki and yoshino mm? oh Doi, Skip, sorry yeah. i totally didn't see him there <clears throat> sorry about that um mochizuki and yoshino tied in eighth place casey 10 Seahawk in 11th place, and then Elindaman and tied in 13th place, Maria, Shimizu, and Shima, all with uh, one vote each. So let's talk real quickly about how close this... This was probably the closest of the major categories, with Eita only beat Shingo by one vote. So Eita had 30 points, and Shingo had 29. And the top three all had the same number of first-place votes. Eita, Shingo, and Yamato all had five first-place votes each. Um, Tozawa is right behind them. He had four first place votes, and he was actually tied with Yamato in total votes at 21. So Yamato took the bronze medal based on um, just the first place tiebreaker. Suzuru was right behind the four of them. He had 18 total votes and three first place votes. And then there's a drop off to six with Doi. He had seven total, one first place. The only other two people got a first place vote were Mochizuki and Yoshino. Um, so I think I had. John, that's a lot of math. That's a lot of math. I had I had chalk here. I had Ata first, Shingo second. Oh wait, no, I had Susumu third. So actually, I was one of so so Susumu didn't make the top three. But yeah, I had Ata yeah, first, I had Shingo Susumu second, third Susumu well. third. Um, yeah, it looks like you had Susumu in there too. Yeah, yeah. Susumu was my. Uh, yeah, I had uh, yeah. Ata Yamato Susumu. 
Yeah, that was my votes. Yeah. Mike? Mine were Susumu. Mike? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear, I can, uh, we can hear okay, you. Okay, cool. Sorry. Uh, I had Susumu first, Ada second, and Tozawa third. So I guess I if I went Tozawa second, he would have got third place. So sorry, buddy. Love you. But <laughs> you failed him. I know, um, and of all people, I'm the one who failed him. Gosh. Yeah. In case, by the way, since we should probably mention his votes too, even though he's not on air, he had Shingo first, Tozawa Ugh. second, Yamato third. So he was he was uh. You can't trust teenage boys. I told you. <laughs> um. But yeah. So Shingo did well here, which I'm not surprised by. But it was ultimately Ata that pulled it out. Um, I was a little surprised Ata won this just because his second half of the year after he won the Brave Gate, he had a lot of shorter matches and didn't really get to show what he could do. But I think I think more than anything, it was the King of Gate the King of Gate run Ata went on that yeah, won him this absolutely. award. Just all those matches were so good. So yeah, like that. I think that's it right there. And I mean. I had my my reasoning of Susumu as my first place vote was one he was a part of what I thought was one of the the best I as I'll get into it in the next category I thought he was a part of the best singles match of the year and really I mean his Twin Gate reign was great his tr- Triangle Gate reign was great his uh, Dream Gate reign was great I mean the only title he didn't have last year was a Warai Gate and in each of those categories each of oh, those the Brave match, Gate. Oh, Brave Gate, yeah, he's, he's too much of a big boy for that one. So, uh, I just thought that, like, for me, entering-wise, like, he showed in basically every category of match you can in Dragon Gate outside of him being yeah. in the dead or alive cage match. So, that, that that's why I had Susumu won. Yeah, I think Susumu should have done better on this, too. I think he had a pretty great year, but... I did. I voted for him for third place, also. But yeah, it was. Um, I guess I'm not really surprised by any of the results. So, um, it's pretty similar to the MVP results, except Ada got way more love here, obviously. All right. So, match of the year, Michael, take it away. All right. Oh, this God. category is going to take a little bit for me to get through. Out of the first three categories, it has had the widest spread of votes, which is pretty cool. It looks like. That combined, there were 18 different matches that were nominated for this category. Uh, but going from the top down, the match of the year was the Dead or Alive cage match from 5-5 with Yamato, Shingo, Nurukidoi, Naoki Tanazaki, Cyber Kong, and Katoka with 36 total points and 6 first place votes. But interestingly enough, the runner-up was from Truthgate, Cork and Hall, February 4th, and that was the Monster Express versus Dia Hearts versus Berserk three-way unit must disband elimination match. And that had 34 total votes, but had eight first-place votes. So it must not have shown up on as many ballots as the Dead or Alive match. And then in third place, mm-hmm. taking the bronze was from Kobe World, the main event. Uh, Shingo Takagi versus Yamato opened the Dream Gate. There was a bit of a drop-off from the top two in this one, as it only had three first-place votes and 21 total points. And then Getting into the rest of it, I'm just going to read off the top ten because yeah, we're getting on things that show uh, on the ballot. So hopefully my stutter doesn't kick in here, but let's do this. Uh, fourth was uh, the uh, 
the May 11th King of Gate match at Cork and Hall with Akira Tozawa and Ada. That was from the B block and had 13 total votes, three first place votes. Number five was Susumu and Ada from King of Gate. Uh, that one's from June 2nd, and that got seven votes and one first place vote. Sixth was from Gate of Destiny. It was the Twin Gate match between uh, Yokosuka Ichome and CK1. That had seven votes, and it looks like no first place votes, so it was only voted second or third. Seventh was from Truth Gate on February 14th on Valentine's Day, where Shingo Takagi and Jimmy Susumu, where Susumu won the Dream Gate. That had six points and one first place vote. Eighth was the Gate of Destiny uh, team Tazawa Akira farewell match on November 3rd with Takagi, Yamato, and BB Hulk versus Yoshino, Doi, and Tazawa. That had six points. Ninth was the uh, Hakata Starlings uh, King of Gate match, the final on June 12th between Yamato and Big R Shimizu. Only had four votes, but had one first place vote, which outpaces it from the two matches that tied for 10th on the uh, best match of the year list. The, fir- the first one was uh, the Brave Gate match from Kobe World between Yosuke Santa Maria and Ada. That, of course, was at Kobe World, so that was July 24th. And then tying that match from Gate of Victory at uh, Corken Hall on October 12th was Berserk of Shingo, Doi, T-Hawk, Yashi, and Kong versus Monster Express of Yoshino, Tozawa, Shimizu and Shachioko Boy, the five on five versus four loser revives Captain's Fall <laughs> Elimination Unit Disbands match, <laughs> which might be the longest match title in Dragon Gate history, and that had like the uh, the Brave Gate match from Kobe World, three votes and one first place vote. And... So just one first place vote, yeah. Right. Um, I'll quickly read through the rest of them. The, the other <laughs> matches that got votes. No, it's fine. Yeah, tie for twelfth. Dangerous Gate, the Yamato versus Tozawa Dream Gate match. That had two points. The Fantastic Gate, Kirk and Hall match, the the young kids versus the veterans. Shima, DK, Gamma, Mochi, and Fuji against Ben K, Shun, Hyo, Yuki Yoshioka, Katsumi, Takashima. They both had two points. And then tie for last, that all had one third place vote. The Open the New Year Gate, Dory Darts match. I'm not going to bother reading off everybody on there. You know what I'm talking about. The January, January 13th, Kirk and um king of gate the mochizuki was dragon kid c block match from may 22nd um final gate from last year the main event shingo versus shima for the dream gate and champion gate in osaka march 6th susumu versus shingo for the dream gate so yeah a lot of matches got votes here obviously um <laughs> all right so my vote i had the i i went with the unit disband match as the winner i had the dead or alive cave cage match as my runner-up and then I had the Team Tozawa Akira final, the Gate of Destiny event, as my third place match. Um, I really thought that match was going to get more love. I loved that match a lot, actually. But it kind of it got some votes early on. Um, Dylan Justin, another voice of wrestling writer, he had it for third place also. But then it just really never got... Um, I think Brock, who's with... Um, God, he's with Wrestle With Words, I think. He had it for second place. But yeah, it just didn't pick up any steam. Um, Milo, I know you had the Dead or Alive cage match first. You had Suzumu yes. Ada, Ada second, and you were the yeah, one and, vote. Um, rookies versus veterans in third. Yeah. So you were one of the two votes for that. You, you and Joe Lanza both had that for third. Oh my God. 
Yeah. I'm still going to fight him in the parking lot. <laughs> um, what is you, um, Michael, I, you had, I you had the, the same, pretty similar to May. Yeah, I had the uh, three-way loser unit disbands match as my number one. Susumu and Ada is my number two. The Dead or Alive cage match is number three. And it's interesting to me because I just finished up my Voices of Wrestling top ten match capsules. And it's just like looking at this, like how I had this organized versus the overall global top ten. And how kind of things kind of stacked up. Because my fourth vote probably would have gone to the rookies and veterans. Which did show up. On my top ten matches of the year. You want to know a funny thing? I changed my mind after rewatching. Between I did this ballot at the very start, and mm-hmm. I did my Voice of Wrestling top ten later, and I decided I liked the um, the six man tag from Gay of Destiny better than the cage, their live cage match. So if I was going to redo this, I would have given um, the Gay of Destiny six man the Tozawa final my second place vote, and the cage match my third place vote because. Yeah, I really like that six-man tag. Um, okay, so not not really surprising. I mean, really, none of the results were that surprising to me. I'm a little surprised to see Ada didn't do a little better, I guess. But you know, not really surprised by the top two. I thought the Unitas fans match would pull it out, but in the end, um, even though it did end up with more first-place votes, the Dead or Alive match just got more total votes. It was on more ballots, like Michael said. So. Yeah, well, is that the only one that like got more first place votes and then did not win the category? Because I'm looking through the rest of it and I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I mean the, the like most outstanding had that giant tie. Yeah. For first place votes, but no, there were there. Uh, I think that was the only one where the 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 winner for most first place votes didn't win the entire thing. So if we did the Meltzer system, then the three way disband match would have won, I guess. Yeah. But mm. all right, so moving on to show of the year. The winner was Dead or Alive from May 5th. 50 total votes, 13 first place votes. Kind of ran away with this. The runner-up was the Kobe Pro Wrestling Festival from July 24th. 34 total votes, 5 first place votes. Third place was Gate of Destiny from November 3rd. 23 total votes, 4 first place votes. And then the rest, we had a lot of shows. Gets a little bit of... Basically, the big three ran away with this because the fourth place, King of Gate from May 11th in Kurikan and Gate of Victory... For October 12th and Kurrigan, they both tie with five points. So big gap there between 23 and five, obviously. Um, and six, you had Dangerous Gate from September 22nd with four points. Um, the only other two, the only, interestingly enough, the only other two uh, shows to get a first place vote, both in Akata Star Lanes, both did, both only appeared on one ballot each because they had three points and that was it. So Truth Gate from February 14th, the show where Susumu won the Dreamgate that had one first place vote, so three total points, and that's it. Um, and then seventh, also King of Gate semifinal, June 11th, and Makata Star Lions had three total points, one first place vote. And the rest, you had Truthgate from February 4th at Kurikin, that was the Unit Span show that had three total points, but no first place vote. Uh, the opener to King of Gate at, in Osaka had three total points. Then tied for 11th. Final Gate 2015 had two points. Brand New Gate from November 10th. The Kurrican had two points. That was the mystery vortex, basically. Um, <laughs> the, King of Gate, the King of Gate Final from Akata Star Lanes had two points. And then tied for last with one point each. Fantastic Gate from December 1st to Kurrican. Summer Venture Tag League August 21st, August 21st in Akata Star Lanes. Gate of Generation September 29th, Kurrican. 
and King of Gate, Kobe Sambo Hall, May 22nd. Um, so really the pay-per-views dominated here, which was interesting to me because there were a lot of Kurkins this year that I remember liking, but um, people really liked the pay-per-views apparently because the big three basically really ran away with it. Um, I had I had Dead or Alive first place, I had Gay Destiny second, and then I went with the October Kurrican Gate of Victory in third. Hmm. Um, what did you have, Mike? I, well, I know what you have, but you can go yeah. ahead and tell. I, 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 funny enough, I got my ballot in so early. I've been joking around with all of, with everyone else that I'm probably going to completely forget who I voted for. So I made sure to find the email of my ballot for today. But uh, my show of the year was Dead or Alive. I was one of the two. I was the only vote for uh, Final Gate 2015 for number two. I just thought that match top that show top to bottom was incredible. So that one was my number two. And nine, my number three was the February 4th Corkin, which was the show with the three-way unit disbands. There were a couple other really solid lower card matches on that show. And I feel like that was kind of, to me, it, I felt like top to bottom that was a stronger show than a lot of the others this year. So that's why I got my third place vote. And Milo, what'd you have? I had Dead or Alive first, Kobe Worlds second, and I had the Summer Adventure Tag Lead from August 21 um, as my third place vote. That had, I believe, Jimmy's versus Jimmy's. Yes, that match was really fun. And I think that was also the same show with um, Doi and Yashi versus Marylands, which I thought was really good. So you were the one lone vote on that tag league. I was show, the yeah. one lone That was the only on tag league show to get any votes, by the way. So Listen. King of, King <laughs> of Gate the got the only a... person who watched the entire tag league. <laughs> King of Gate got a lot King of Gate showed up a bunch, but no not a lot of votes to the tag league. Uh, our boy Case had Kobe World in first, Dead or Alive in second, and then he was the one vote for the May twenty second um King of Gate Kobe yeah, Sandler show. I love that show. Yeah. That, that show was a lot of fun. Like now that I'm thinking back at it, like Maybe if I put, maybe if I like spent more time looking looking up and down the cards, like that might be like one of those like sneaky sleeper shows to go back and rewatch. All right, so Milo, you have another hard category here with a lot of votes. The oh my goodness, moment of the year, emotional. So category. I want to before I tell people, I want to tell them if they're wondering what happened with this with this award. Like I I combined a lot of votes. Like some people said just Yamato turning on or Berserk turning on Yamato. Some people said just Hulk returning to save uh, to save Yamato. To me, that's all one moment. Mm-hmm. That's one thing that yeah. happened at the end of that match. So I combined all your votes into that. Um, and then there's a couple other ones too. Like Some people said Kotoka returning. Some people said Kotoka turning on Berserk. I combined that into one. There's a bunch like that. Anyway, so just to, just to explain. But go ahead, Milo. So the moment of the year in Dragon Gate was... Uh, um, at Dead or Alive, Berserk turning on Yamato and BB Hulk returning to save him. So 44 total votes and 10 first place votes. The runner-up was Akira Tozawa's departure and graduation at Gate of Destiny with 25 total votes and 5 first place votes. And in third place, it was my boy Katoka returning at Doctor, as Dr. Muscle on the October 12th Karakuen show and turning on Berserk with 10 total votes and two first place votes. How, how about Katoka getting third in this category, yo? Can you um, imagine Katoka getting... You better respect. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm just like impressed. I can't... If you told me at the start of the year or even like two years ago that Katoka was going to go third place in moment of the year, it's like, okay. <laughs> Jay- He's come a long way. Uh, um. but- <laughs> 
Uh, anyway. Um, okay, should I go through the... Oh, yeah. God, there's... Oh, my God, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Oh, geez. I can help Okay, so... Go ahead. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through the... Uh, from four to ten, because there's a lot of other moments. Yeah, I'll, I'll read the rest of them. There, are, there. Are, I'm gonna read it. There's, a, there's. Okay, I'm gonna do eleven because the eleventh one is just so funny. Um, so number four was Jamie Susumu winning his second Dreamgate title on February 14th, nine votes and two first place votes. Vazur turning on Naruki Doi was um, number five, so that was on um, the October 12th Kodakuen show with nine total votes and one first place vote. Yamato defeating Shingo tied for fifth place, uh, so for the Dreamgate at Kobe World with nine total votes and one first place vote. In seventh place, I'm very pleased to see that to see that I was not the only person who voted for this. In seventh place, you have Yosuke Santa Maria wins the Brave Gate on March 6th with seven, seven total votes. I almost said that in French for some reason. <laughs> with seven total votes and one first place vote, that was not me surprisingly. Uh, number eight was more than 11 years after his departure, Brother Yashi returns to Dragon Gate on February 4th with six total votes and one first place vote. Number nine, Monster Express is forced to disband on October 12th uh, in Karatwen with six votes. Number 10 is Shachi Hoko Boy pinning Shingo during the three-way unit disbands match on February 4th with four votes. And um, number 11, tied, uh, there we have Naruki Doi going back into the cage to save Yamato, only to turn on him moments later anyway. Classic Doi. At Dead or Alive with three total votes and one first place vote. And then I just wanted to go to 11 because I think it's so funny that this got votes. Uh, Yoshiaki Fujiwara attacks Don Fuji with a shoe on the balcony at Kobe World with three total votes and one first place vote. That was that was uh, Drew from Burning Spirits who had that. He was <laughs> the one guy that voted, that that is voted for that's that. That's amazing. Yeah. That might our sister, be my favorite. Our sister, our sister podcast. The rest of them real quick. Um, I was 13th, on that. Yeah, yeah, Milo was on that, yeah. Yeah. Um, 13th was the Epic Dory Darts December 1st Kurikin that had three points, but no first place votes. Uh, Tied for 14th, Tozawa and Ita wrestled to a time limit draw King of Gate. Shingo gives Tozawa a gruff goodbye at Gate of Destiny. Linda Man and Maria become a couple, and Tozawa not being able to lift the Dream Gate belt momentarily after losing Yamato at Dangerous Gate. Those all got I don't tied even remember this. I don't remember that either. But apparently that happened. <laughs> that um, sounds and then, sad. And then tied for last with one point each, so just one third place vote each, was Dia Hearts forced to span on the uh, on the February 4th Corican. Yoshino and Doi teamed together for the first time in four years at Gate of Destiny. The announcement of Cyber Kong's singles match at Dangerous? Oh, when it, when it came through, <laughs> that was a replacement. All right, who the fuck voted for that? I don't know. Phil. It it's had Phil. to have been Phil, right? Let's say. It, it's Phil. It had to have been Phil. Um, yes, of course it was Fell. Okay, it's the toke. Um, <laughs> he voted for the... And then Referee Yagi restarting the Shingo versus Gamma Dreamgate match at Fantastic Gate 2015. Um, <laughs> anyway, there's some wacky votes here. Um, I, my first place vote was, was should have fucking won! Oh my god! Returning to Dragon Gate after, like, goddamn 12 years! And like I'm, you people John, have no John, sense of history. John, John, we're, John, we're old. Like I, I, I we're old. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah, was my are. first place vote because you people. Uh, I'm screaming at you. Oh my god! Calm down, Jesus. 
Hey, you get fired up on John. this show all the time, Milo. I'm allowed to get I think, fired up. I think this moment was probably undermined by the fact that everybody spent all year shitting on Yashi as a wrestler. I guess so. Just yeah. a thought. Well, I have, I, still, that was the best moment. That was just amazing. So that was my first place vote. Um, Berserk turning on Yamato, Hulk returning to save is my second place vote. And then Berserk turning on Doi was my third place vote. Um, Mike, what'd you have? Uh, Tozawa's departure was my first place vote, which, yeah, that's probably expected out of me. I did have Yashi's return as number two. In any other year that did not have my favorite wrestler leaving the promotion, that would have been my first place vote. So, again, John and I are old. We love the we love the history and in third place was yamato's turn and hulk's return i kind of wish i'd put through my third place vote to fujiwara attacking don fuji because that's an amazing moment <laughs> like like just thinking about that right now like i want to get a gif of that and just have it constantly playing whenever i get sad i could watch that happen i could watch first don <laughs> fuji try and throw him off the balcony and fujiwara going not uh young whippersnapper here's a shoe so. And then what, Milo? Would you, what <laughs> do you have? One single shoe, never forgets. First Shima and his single shoe, and then, and then Fujiwara. <laughs> yeah. Milo, what do you have? Um, predictably, I had um, Yamato's face turn um, at number one. Uh, Monster Express disbanding at number two. And Maria winning the Brave Gate at number three. Uh, and our board case had Tozawa's graduation, number one. Maria winning the Brave Gate, number two. So he was one of the ones that had that with you, Milo. And That's then. Well, no, because Reser- someone voted for, for first place. Yeah, so let me see who voted for it. It was a uh, listener, I believe this is uh, Jack something. I can't remember their name. But okay. they're, they're a listener. They're a listener, okay. yeah. Um, so Case had Maria winning the Brave Gate second, and Berserk turning on Yamato, Hulk returning to save at Dead or Alive in third. So there you go. Um, Wonderful. Lots of moments <laughs> this year. Like if we did like a one shining moment of of 2016 and done like the uh, college basketball tournament, there'd there'd be a lot of shenanigans, lots of turns, and a guy getting attacked with a shoe. <laughs> it, wasn't, it was definitely a memorable year let's just say okay i'd say so that that was the moments of the year and again there were like 21 different things that got votes which is crazy so now moment. michael give us unit of the year i got one of the easy Ugh. categories all right yeah. all right so there were only six six p- groups that got voted for because that's as many units we had this year because I don't think anyone was going to vote. Surprisingly, no one voted for sumos. Now looking at this, but <laughs> but the uh, the unit of the year with fifty eight total votes and sixteen first place votes. So that means they must have been they must have received all first place votes, no second or third was Berserk. Uh, runner ups were Jimmy's with forty four total votes and five first place votes. Third place was Monster Express with twenty two total votes and two first place votes and then off the podium we had over generation with 17 total votes two first place votes and then we get to the really sad time where <laughs> had five votes and one person had one third place vote for dia hearts he re- that person loved those two months of dia hearts apparently they must have <laughs> 
Wait, no, so 50... a sad song on the world's tiniest violin. So no, somebody did vote for Berserk, not in third place, not in first, because 16 times three is 48. I, I, I'm from Texas. We don't know how to do math, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, so, so there's also like 10 more votes that came in third, some mix of second and third our, place our, votes. Our engineer needs to I go can't back. believe I have to fight 26 people. Yeah. Our, <laughs> our, our engineer needs to go back and like re- re- record all of that, what I just said wrong. So, but yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that that was Berserk. Obviously, Berserk ran away at this category. I kind of expected them to. The only team that really even put up a fight with the Jimmies, but the Jimmies just, the Jimmies racked up the second place votes. They were basically second place on almost everybody's ballot. It's basically for Zerk and the Jimmies on almost every ballot I got in, except with some exceptions, obviously one of whom is on this podcast. Um, for Zerk and the Jimmies were first and second on like every single ballot. And then that third place would, would vary a little bit between monster express or over generation or the few people that voted for tribe or, the one person voted for Dia Hearts. Let's see who was the one person who voted for Dia Hearts. It was to tell. It was Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Philip boy. Philip wanted Dia Hearts. Love um, that boy. Okay, so I had Berserk in first, Jimmy's in second, and Tribe Vanguard in third. I I really like. I I gave Tribe Vanguard the third place vote, probably out of pity more than anything, but like. <laughs> I really also just I I really do not like Overgeneration at all. Like they might be my did I vote for them for worst unit? I might have. I really don't like them. And then Monster Express, um, they just kind of felt like they were just kind of there until they broke up this year. So I don't know. I gave I threw I threw Tribe Vanguard a bone basically. Um, but yeah, to me it was clearly the Berserks award to lose, and the Jimmies were. You know, a, a very solid unit again this year, so a good second place choice. Mike, what'd you have? I my first two were the exact same as you. I kind of look at this category as like kind of like MVP, like what unit kind of is the uh, center point of it. So, it, I mean, back in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, I probably would have had Deep Drunkers as my vote. So that tells you how I kind of do this voting. Uh, my third place vote, and I'm gonna read verbatim. Number three, over generation, I guess. So <laughs> that was my opinion of this year. <laughs> the, the, like to me, I feel like there was such a steep drop off on like what units actually did something this year and what didn't. I guess I wouldn't have over generation because at the end of the year you had the uh, you, you had the Brave Gate champion and Dragon Kid was the Twin Gate champion. So it kind of ended yes. up that way to me. So that, that and, is the right way to say that. And, and they won Summer Adventure Tag League. So I mean, they, they did have some. Uh, some awards like i totally get why people don't like over generation but i kind of looked at it that way so that's what what happened my heart was with monster express but i just they just kind of existed until they got put out of their misery so yeah that's how i thought about them basically milo what'd you have uh i had jimmy's in first place monster express in second place and tribe vanguard in third place okay and we all know how you feel about berserk so i mean just because (laughs) a unit is dominant doesn't mean it's good no, that's yeah. true. I mean, like, there are a lot of different, like, voting philosophies with that, and I think that it, they're all entirely valid, like, how people look at their ballot. So, like, I totally get I why honestly, Berserk gets left off. Yeah. I honestly grew bored with Berserk about halfway through the year, and right now I'm, I'm like, I, we'll talk about this later, but I'm reaching my breaking point. <laughs> so, our case had Berserk in first, 
over generation in second. I know he's like the is biggest. Is there anyone I can trust on this podcast? And Jimmy's in third. So there you go. God damn it. Um, I mean, moving on uh, now. Oh, just, sorry. I just want to say something real quick. Jimmy's this year as a unit held the Dream Gate, the Twin Gate, the Triangle Gate. Did Berserk do that? I think the fuck not. <laughs> They held the dream, and that was it, yeah. Brave. Katoka so. had the Brave gate. Oh, yeah, Katoka had the Brave. Oh, right, until March. Yeah. I guess. So they they, they had singles. Like Katoka, but that wasn't a very good raid. <laughs> it, it started off pretty decent. Did it? Like, Did it really? Evidenced by the fact that I totally forgot it happened. <laughs> I, I mean, it was elevation in my books, like, yeah. yeah I mean, it, it really was. All uh, right, so, uh, Tag Team of the Year. The winners, I, this one, I really had no doubt who's going to win this one. It was Jimmy Suzumu and Jimmy, Jimmy Kagatora. They had 64 total votes, 19 first place votes. They Wonderful. ran away with this one more than almost any any award. Um, but then after that, you had like um, Yamadori in second for their like four months as a team or whatever. Five had months 33. Under, under our balloting system, it would have been five months. So Yamato and Doi had 33 total votes, three first place votes. Um, so it just shows how great a team they were that they they still destroyed it as far as second place, even though they were active for less than half of the year. And then we get into a lot of other teams getting votes. Um, Big T just barely gets third place here. T-Hawk and Big Arshimizu. They had 12 total votes, no first place votes. Fourth place, Dragon Kid and Ada had 11 total votes and one first place vote. So um, they were the only, they, unlike uh, Big T, they actually had a first place vote, but they couldn't pull off the bronze medal. And then after that, you had fifth place, you had Dragon Kid get, goes back to back to CK1. Shima and Dragon Kid had nine points. There was another drop off to the Marylins, Linda Mann and Maria in sixth place with four points. Um, seventh place, tie for seventh, two teams. That had one first place vote, and that was it. Takahiro Yamamura and Kaito Ishida, three points just from their one first place vote. And Yamato and BB Hulk, three points just from their one first place vote. Uh, then tied for ninth with Shingo and Cyber Kong, Big R Shimizu and Ada, and Doi and Brother Yashi. And then tied for last with one point was Shingo and Naruki Doi, Tozawa and Big R Shimizu, Mochizuki and Don Fuji, and Shingo and T Hawk. So, a lot of teams got votes, but really, this was always going to be Yokozuka Ichome's award to lose, you know. Yes, Grumble. to lose. Um, so I, Grumble. I had them in, I had them in first place. Lose? Also, I had Yamadori in second place. I gave my third place vote to Dragon Kid and Ada. I really enjoyed that team when they were together this year. Um, mm-hmm. What'd you go with, Mike? The reason why I am being all salty was I have Yamadoi as my first place vote because I'm always going to give respect to the greatest Twin Gate team of all time. And I know they only had four months or five months, according to how you want to look at it. But to me, I felt like they deserved the first place vote kind of as a gold watch for their incredible reign. Uh, number two mm-hmm. was Yokosuka Chome, and then number three was Big T. Like, to me, it... The only other team that I feel like kind of deserved anything in this category was uh, Dragon Kid and Eita, in my in my opinion, because like this really was a two team dominant year. But like as soon as like you as soon as you had Yamadoi lose the belt immediately, 
you had the very quick BT, Big T reign, and the rest of the year really was Yokosuka Ichome. So, like, that's kind of the way I looked at this year. So, not enough people respect Yamadoi, in my opinion. Well, Milo doesn't, so go, go ahead and tell us your award winners, Milo. Oh my god, I do respect Yamadoi. Come on now. <laughs> Try to start a fight here, John. Wow. So my votes were number one, of course, Yoro Sky Chome. Um, number two were Doyen Yashi, and number three were Mochi Fuji. So you were the one vote for Mochi Fuji. Listen, <laughs> um, Joe Lanza, by the way, was the one vote for Shingo and T Hawk. Um, I can't believe I have to fight Joe Lanza. <laughs> who was the one vote for Shingo? And, oh, it was, it was uh, our friend JoJo, who lives in Japan. Shingo, he was the one vote for Shingo and Doi. And the one vote for Tozawa and Big R Shimizu was Greg. I'm um, not sure who that is, Greg. but a listener, <laughs> a listener, I guess. Um, I'm sorry, no, yeah, very think... sorry to our listener, Greg. Just like they don't know us. Um, um, <laughs> and then yeah, Case think... had. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, Mama. I was gonna say I think that Kadatora and Susumu were in my head. Like I couldn't imagine any other team, even any other like. Twingate champions of this year well, winning was, over them. There was only one ballot they didn't. Oh no, two ballots they didn't appear on, out of all the ballots, and a yeah. lot of people gave them the first place vote, so they ran mm-hmm. away with this. Especially uh, when you consider how well, I mean, how well that Susumu did pretty well in the in the individual awards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, Case had, by the way, Yokosuke. Uh, he had Susumu and Kagatora in first place. Yamado in second place. And then he has Shingo and Cyber Kong in third place. So oh, those are Case's votes. Okay. So now we're into category B. So everybody just voted for one person here. Very simple. You just pick in one choice per category. No more points, no more first place votes. So go ahead, Milo, with Trio of the Year. All right. So the winners for Trio of the Year were the Jimmys, Ryo Saito, Genki Horiguchi, and my boy Jimmy Kanda with 13 votes. Uh, Runner-ups with Monster Express, Akira Tozawa, Masato Yoshino, and my boy T-Hawk with 10 votes. And third place uh, was a tie with first Tri-Vanguard, Flamita, my boy KZ, and my girl Maria. And Monster Express of Tozawa, Yoshino, and Shimizu that both had one sad vote. Yep. Um, I think all three of us voted for, all four of us actually, counting, oh no, KZ voted for Monster Express, never mind. Yeah, I voted for uh, Monster Express. Oh yeah, you too. did too. Yeah, it was me, me and Mike both voted for the Jimmys. To me, I thought the Jimmys. Podcast was... is divided. <laughs> I'm wearing my Jimmys hoodie right now. I'm a disgrace. Yeah, I have um, failed them. Jimmy, the Jimmys. I thought the Jimmys were the, the unit of the year by far, but I could, I guess mm-hmm. I could see voting for the. Is a Monster Express trio to me never seen like they actually gave a shit about those fucking belts. <laughs> I whereas know. Jimmys carry them around like they're the goddamn most important belts in the world to them. Which I think is a big thing to me, and I just I mean, love when you're when you're Jimmy Conda, it might as well be. <laughs> it's true. There's I only love... there's only one thing he cares more about, and that's being Mr. Doy Darts. So he had his reasons. I just I love, I love all three of those guys so much. I will I I love having a reason to vote for them. So the Mm-mm. three are my all time favorites, especially Ryu and Conda. Um, but yeah, you want to talk about your Jimmy's vote, Michael? Uh, you pretty much summed it up, like. It, it kind of felt like, and I might be getting my ears wrong, I've been a total space cadet today, but it felt like that Yoshino was more proud of like his quick Aware Gate title reign <laughs> than he was about being Triangle Gate champion. And I don't know, like, 
it was weird how Monster Express, like, they made, like, three really kind of quick defenses in two months, and they just sat on the belts up until Wenzizau, up until Kobe World, and then Wenzizau left. So, like, to me, like, I don't know. Like, it felt like to me that the Jimmys were a more cohesive team. So that's yeah. kind of how it ended up for me. You want to defend your Monster Express vote, Milo? I don't know. I just... I think I've said this on many episodes of this podcast before that I like that trio a lot more than apparently a lot of people did. I like the balance that they had together. And even though, yeah, it didn't really seem like they cared about the Triangle Gate titles, um, I still really, really loved their title defenses. So for me, that's that's really what it is. Um, I like that they had that sort of really cool thing going on with... Um, like power, technique, and stamina, um, and I don't know. I just, I just thought they were cool, man. That's all I have to say. That's fine. Um, but yeah, so we we reduced this from a three vote category in um, in Michael's awards last year to a one vote category, which I think was the right call. Yeah, because I remember mm-hmm. that 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 third place vote. I don't know who the fuck you would have voted for in some of these. So, trio of the year is a good. It's a good category in Dragon Gate, but it should be. I think it should be a one vote category. Yeah, so. like, last year, mm-hmm. uh, there were a lot of random third-place votes and one I ran awards, so, like, definitely this one deserved to be a Category B award, so yeah. I'm totally with that. But next so, up... Yeah. Most charismatic. Yeah, next up is most charismatic, and this one didn't have as many... had more votes or more different votes than Trio, and the winner of 13 votes was Akira Tozawa, so I think that if he used my for my rewards from last year's continuity, that makes him kind of a two-time winner. So someone will be in the new Most Charismatic next year. Uh, Runner-up was Naruki Doi with four votes. Third place was Yamato with three. And then the only other people who got votes were with a tie for fourth, with both with two two votes were Masaki Mochizuki and Shingo Takagi. And then who the fuck voted Shingo Takagi? <laughs> For most fucking charismatic. Like, he has a weird, like, anti-charisma. But, like, seriously? Yeah, he has dickhead I know charisma. Like, he was two listeners, but, like... John? <laughs> Did John, John, I didn't even get to see, say who got sixth place yet. John. <laughs> what? I am proud of you. <laughs> I just... I'm, I'm totally fine with, with voting for Shingo for awards of, like, best heel and... Fighting and all, you know, like I think he has good match. <laughs> fighting. fighting, exactly. Hot fighting. fighting. He gets the hot fighting but award. He gets, he can get hot fight, but like charismatic. The people hate him because he's not charismatic at all. Okay, oh, John, okay, John. John is an people. John just had to enter him, so now Milo I'm and I sorry. are making this. I apologize for two listeners that which is <laughs> when I got those two votes in, I was like, what the fuck. Anyway, anyway, um, sixth place was KZ <laughs> with one vote. Yeah, that was Brock from uh, Wrestling with Words again. But yeah, Shingo for most charismatic is like, don't don't do that again next year, folks. I'll think, fight you. I think it's kind of interesting that like, uh, even at, like having Shingo in this category, you had a lot of people who had different kinds of charisma. Like, yeah, you, you have Masaki Mochizuki, which is kind of like chill old man going to fuck you up with kicks. You have you have Tozawa who is kind of a spaz and just like gets the crowd together. You have Naruki Doi who last <laughs> month we already had the five minutes of Oi and Nashi, so 
That's not Oi! No, that was the greatest <laughs> Oi! Yeah. Nashi! Nashi! That's my favorite one. We just I, think start... we, I think we've lost John. So yeah. that's the first one where he just starts fucking screaming it. Like he's so he's basically like, Nashi! <laughs> he has that voice, you know. Oh, uh, I love Joy so yeah. much. I don't I don't I know if I've ever talked about that in this podcast, but that's kinda gay. I love Joy a lot. Um <laughs> yeah, sorry. Go. Why are you apologizing to me? Not, oh no, I just apologize to Michael. Jay is literally my most prominent no. personality trait. <laughs> I was apologizing to Michael for interrupting him. Oh, uh, nah, dude. It's, it's so cool. Uh, but yeah. But yeah, Yamato, that, yeah, Yamato has like ace charisma, I guess. Yeah, yeah. He has like the, the sexiest and coolest. And then like KZ has like, like I'll get into this when we talk about the next category, but KZ has this like this very likable charisma. Like he like. KZ is probably going to win for ne- win this next year. I'm predicting that now. I, I but... mean, my vote this year is for Tazawa because. I'm probably the world's biggest Tozawa fan, so... I, I voted for Tozawa also. But I think next year I probably would vote for KZ, especially, like, when we get talking about Corkin in a little bit. Like, KZ... Oh, fuck yeah, baby. Uh, K- KZ this year. This is the year where KZ gets his groove back. But, yeah. yeah. Case voted for Yamato, by the way, and Milo, yeah. you voted for Mochizuki. Of course I did. Yeah. Um, there you go. So, Interesting now category. we... Interesting mm-hmm. category. We'll see what happens next year now that Tozawa's gone. Uh, best baby face. Um, the, another one won by Okira Tozawa. He won this with nine votes. Yoshino was your runner-up with five votes. KZ in third place with four votes. And then a lot of other people got a couple votes. Uh, Sachi Hoko Boy and Yamato tied for fourth with two votes each. Uh, Ryujimi Saito, Big R Shimizu, and Yosuke Santa Maria each got one vote. You know, place. I really thought that Shachi would get more votes than this. Yeah, it was um, it was Dylan, Justin, and and me, and you. Yeah, that was and it. Me. I almost voted. Uh, for Shachi. Yeah, I really thought he would get more votes than this. Mike voted for KZ. I yeah. voted for Tozawa. Uh, Case voted for Yoshino. Interestingly enough, I was thinking I was at work. Oh, I know Case. I actually I don't know who Case voted for because I put I accidentally Case and Joe. Voted for Yoshino and KZ, and I accidentally put them both in Case's column. So, <laughs> Case and Joe Lanza, one of them voted for Yoshino, one of them voted for KZ. I don't know which okay. one. I was at work earlier, and suddenly I got to thinking, like, how fucking long has it been since Yoshino was last heel? It's been a long time. Yeah. Like, I was muscle trying to outlaws. think back to his unit. Muscle, like, outlaws. muscle yeah. Express. It's Muscle what? Outlaws. Yeah. Muscle Outlaws it was the last time he was heel. And so that so was this, what, 2007? Eight. Yeah, the two, no, no, World One. Well, yeah, two, two, World One formed in 2008. Yeah. So he would have been officially a heel until April 2008. Yeah, so but, it's been nearly. At that point, so it's been will, nine years. But I will say, like, it's not like anyone did. Like, he he was already teasing the babyface term for months in 2008. Like, it's not like he was a full-on heel for even before that. So, yeah, so it's been I would no, say his last, 10 years. his last year as a heel, like a total heel for the entire year, was probably 2007. So it's so, been 10 years. It's yeah. been 10 years. Is that the longest that anyone's um, gone in Dragon Gate without turning? Like, even KZ? Mochizuki. No. Mochizuki. Mochi- yeah, Mochizuki's oh, yeah. been face since 2004. Of course. Yeah. Of course. My man. Uh, <laughs> Um, I mean, is it, that might it be it. It was his birthday recently. 
It might be. It's just, it's just those two, right? I didn't see any of you tweeting about it. Mm-hmm. I've well, had class this week. I, yeah, I, don't, I had a lot of work to do this week. I don't mm-hmm. know. But Mochizuki, so, so Mochizuki, who, who's in third, I wonder, for longest baby face? Wait, what about Sachi Hoko boy? He's never been here in his career. Oh, right. Oh, yeah. bless his heart. Yeah, uh, I don't want to be, uh, be a contrarian, but it's really hard for me to kind of consider, like, his long tenure of, like, not doing anything until World <laughs> One International. Uh, that's listen true, to me, you little shit. He, he basically didn't do anything until... That's true. I, like, I, he was on, like, one out of every ten shows. Do maybe. not disrespect. <laughs> hey, Sachi Hoko Boy, if it wasn't for KZ, and I gave KZ my first place vote because of mm. how great he was in the Unit Disbands match. Like, yeah, oh, he fucking rules so hard. Yeah, like, that was... I, I think that might be one of the best single, like, babyface performances out of any promotion in, in this in this millennium to be quite honest like yeah, cool. wow you know the weird thing is now we have nobody like kz that when he during kz's hero run that can trace back like six fucking heel units yeah like pretty much all the heels in in berserk can only go back as far as my blankie is he is still the longest tenured heel in dragon gate no yeah because yeah. cyber kong cyber kong kid i guess you could say he went back to blood warrior blood warriors but there was a gap yeah. in there too because he like had that weird face turn in during mad blanky so he hasn't been a face the entire time even though he was in blood warriors and mad blanky and now berserk but he mm. had like a year, basically a year mm. where he wasn't in mad blanky um mon Ryu just goes back to the start of mad blanky even though he was basically a heel before that he was never in blood warriors um you know shingo only goes to berserk um t hawk and linda just turned you know, T-Hawk was a heel in Blood Warriors and Mad Blanky, but then he had the long run in Millennials and Monster Express. I guess Yashi. Uh, Yashi, maybe. Yashi, Yashi yeah. was, was in the fucking company, though, so I mean, you can't really. I, 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 yeah. I, I mean, if we're going to start counting Sachi Hoko Boy for basically not being in the company, <laughs> then, then Yashi. Yeah, but Sachi was, Sachi was in the goddamn company, at least. That yeah. is true. I, I shouldn't um, be so mean to Sachi Oka Boy. I like Sachi a lot. And also... Aoki Tarazaki just turned in Berserk. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and yeah like but Kanyan was in... Uh... There's, there is no... There are basically no long-term heels except for... Like, Monday Ryu is the longest constant heel. Because he's the only... Because he started at the start of Man Blanky and didn't have the face turn like Cybercon. So, it's just Problem mm-hmm. Dragon. That's the only long-term heel left, basically. And, even and then there's Dragon Kid, who was... I think DK was healed maybe one time? For, for six like months. Minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah. barely even a heal, because he... like the early Because he's blood, fucking Dragon Kid! Early, early Blood Warriors was, was, was heal-ish, but it wasn't really, like... They were more like tweeners that leaned heal. Mm. Yeah, they were just a, like... Okay. It was a weird period. Yeah, that's the time <laughs> period that Nuruki Doya was obsessed with mooning the crowd. Was what? Obsessed yeah. with mooning the crowd. With and what? Shima, and Shima would try to try to like teach crowds how to chant candy, yeah, and how to chant Eruki Doi. Yeah, we talked about this upset. in the gym. I so. still don't understand the word that you said. Mooning. He like showed his butt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was the word I didn't get. Oh, sorry. Oh, and that what through, butt? The, the the that went through World One International too. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. He's but as then, flat as a pancake. He dropped the butt after. He has about as much ass as Randy Orton. He dropped the butt for uh, <laughs> in, in Mad Blanky. So. 
Okay. I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but what were you talking That's about? Why, best... John, you love talking about Doi's ass. <laughs> so now moving on to best heel. Uh, go ahead, Milo. <sighs> <laughs> like it just worked out. This At least this one he deserved to win, I guess. Um, so the winner for best heel, uh, running away with the category really was Shingo Takagi with 18 votes. Um, the runner up was Naruki Doi with three votes. That's why I said Shingo was literally running away with it. I wish he would just run away. <laughs> um, and third place tie is basically the entirety of Berserk except for Cybercon. Like even Linda Man got a vote. Yeah. T-Hawk, Linda Man, brother, brother Yashi and Mondavi all got one vote. Um, but I, 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 I gave T-Hawk my vote because even though he wasn't a heel that long, I love his fucking, I'm like the goddamn college senior who doesn't give a shit about anything. <laughs> like, whole heel persona. Like, I'm, I'm more, more into that than I'm into Shingo's, like, fucking over-the-top, like, just, I'm the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Gym coach. So, gym coach. He's yeah. the gym coach. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, that would fit very well with all of the gym teachers that I've had in my life. Wow. Yeah, we could um, probably make Berserk into like a high school senior, like bad bad kids group. If you think about, you just have it. to get rid of you just have to get rid of Shingo basically, and that uh, will be fun. Uh, Shingo's either the gym coach or kind of like the burnout dickhead, like older brother with the Camaro that still drives around <laughs> and hangs out at high school. <laughs> well, he doesn't have the shitty leather jacket anymore. Yeah, that's true. That, that's that's the downside of that. So Mike, you voted. You voted for Shingo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, not much so explanation did, there. So did Case. Milo, you were the one. You were the one vote for Brother Yashi. Yep. Listen, yeah. I would rather stub my big toe repeatedly for ten hours than put Shingo Takagi's name anywhere on my ballot. <laughs> I would like to pretend that he doesn't exist. Yeah. Um, so that was best here, everybody. Go ahead, Mike, and give us best technical. Yeah, we're now kind of getting to the categories where there's just basically winner, runner-up, and third place. And even running away more than Takagi did with Heel, the best technical wrestler in Dragon Gate for 2016 was Ada with 19 votes. Runner-up was Susumu with two votes. And then everyone who just got a single vote was uh, Jimmy Kagatora, Masato Yoshino, and Misaki Mochizuki. So. Oh. Ata confirmed for better than Shingo. Was this a, was this the category we all we all agreed on? I guess I think. Yeah, so, right? I, vo- I voted yeah. for Ata. Yeah, I voted for Ata. Mike voted for Ata. Case. Yep. The entire the entire podcast was That's finally beautiful. United. I just want to say though, um, I thought Kaidatora would be runner up. I had a good feeling about it, but no. The like, only I, person I, who voted I for it, love it wasn't even it wasn't even uh, it wasn't even Philip. By the way, to vote for Kaidatora. Philip really? voted for Philip over Ada. Oh my goodness! Yeah, it was a listener, Jason. Jason, I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. Okay. But yeah, that was the, that was the one vote for. Um, um yeah, I like, really thought that he would do better. Yeah, but you know, props to Susumu, of course. I, I'm kind of surprised by the mochi though. Like, there's not a whole lot about mochi that I see as technical. But... <laughs> you don't need a reason to vote for mochi. <laughs> Do you want to want me to find out who voted for Moki? Uh, let's well, say we don't got to, you know. If I, want to. I got, I got it, I got it. Up They're already it, doing so. it. Yeah. Uh, it was Drew actually from Burning Spirits. Wonderful. Yeah. Joe Lanza voted for Susumu, by the way. Okay. You can see that one here. Okay. 
Moving on now to best high flyer. The winner was Flamita, again, kind of running away with it with 16 votes. The runner-up was Peter Casa, five votes. I can't believe I have to fight five people in the parking lot. (laughs) And then tied for third place for Eita, Dragon Kid, and Tozawa, all with one vote each. Okay, okay. So I don't want to shame whoever voted for Tozawa because that's, like, your choice and whatever, but I can't understand Eita, of course, Dragon Kid, but in what world is Tozawa a high flyer? Except for that one really terrifying dive that he does. The ACH tote. I hate it. Um, this was another one we were all united in, by the way. The entire, all four of us had Flamita. I mean, of course. Best high flyer, yeah. yeah. Flamita uh, is the best high flyer in the world. So, so you're gonna have to fight Joe, by the way, because Joe Lanza and Drew from Burning Spirits. So Miles gonna have to fight our our, our sister podcasters here, because they were two of the five that had Peter. Peter Casa. <laughs> um, you know, <laughs> I don't do this by choice. I do this because I have to. Um, moving on to best brawler. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Discounting his questionable wrestling ability and everything else about him. That yeah, he's a piece of shit. He's a fucking. I just want to reiterate for all of the listeners of this podcast that missed it, that Peter Casa is a goddamn transphobic piece of shit. And he can go die in a ditch for all I fucking care. And I will put him in there myself. (laughs) I have no fucking patience for this kind of person. If you want to know what he did, hit me up. I still have the screenshots. Your screenshots never die, baby. He deleted the post from his Facebook page. But hell hath no fury like a trans person scorned. Yeah, so Milo, Milo will fight them, fight him basically. All right, so best brawler, go ahead, Milo. <sighs> How'd you? Oh! Oh! <laughs> so the winner for best brawler is Shingo Takagi. Okay, we got, we get, we fucking get it. You love Shingo Takagi for some fucking reason. <laughs> um, twelve votes ran away with this. The runner-up was Don Fuji. With four votes, and in third place, the God King, Masaki Mochizuki, with two votes. Uh, and then the rest, everyone is tied in fourth place, fourth place, fourth, <laughs> in fourth place. Words are hard. It's it's midnight here. Okay, give me a break. Um, and f- so tied in fourth place with one vote each are Big Arshimitsu, Cybercon, Naoki Tanizaki, and Mondai Ryu. All right, so I voted for Shingo for this because he does. I, I like his brawling. I don't know. Um, obviously, Milo, you voted for you voted for Cybercom. Wow. No. You didn't. Oh, no, you voted I, for Naoki. I okay. voted for Tanizaki. All right, Cybercom was somebody else. Sorry, I, I didn't. I got it. You voted for Naoki, which that that's a good vote. He he's a good brawler. I love uh, him. Case voted for Don Fuji, by the way. Yeah, I voted for Shingo. I'm sorry, Milo. Joe Lanza voted for Monday Ryu, everybody. You wonder who that vote was? <laughs> Joe Lanza. Joe Lanza? <laughs> he voted for Monday Ryu. I love how you said this in such a dejected voice, like, Joe Lanza. Um, <laughs> most improved. Yeah, I got a fun category. Uh, most improved, the winner with 12 votes was Yosuke Santa Maria. Uh, the runner-up with seven votes is Ada. Tied for third place was Big R Shimizu and El Lindemann with two votes. And then the other, the only other person who got a vote was Jimmy Kagatora. So I, I, I always Jimmy like, 
always like this. Jimmy Kato has always been awesome. I don't know why he yeah. got a move. But like, um, Yosuke Santa Maria. Uh, oh, I voted for Ata actually, because I thought Ata just went from nothing last year to being pretty amazing this year. Um, the everybody else on the podcast I think voted for Maria. Yeah, I voted. For oh no, Milo, you voted for Milo. Voted for Shimizu. Yeah, actually, yeah. I love Case my of, large son. Case of Michael voted vote, vote for Maria. Um, it's an interesting category. Yeah, I think that all the medalists you you can make a good argument for like Maria really like her brave gate reign just like showed like after years of not really getting the opportunity that she has it in the ring ada 2016 as i wrote down in my vow um top 10 list i call 2016 the year that ada got his groove back and then <laughs> yes and then shimizu really kind of came into his own with with monster express and then like lindemann i mean he kind of has always been that ki- the kid that's been on the precipice i remember like last year when i ran votes like everyone was like everyone's aboard the prince train and you know he didn't break out last year but this might be his year so yeah, interesting category. I really like this category, to be honest. Yeah. So most underrated. Um, so just to be clear, I, I get maybe it wasn't clear enough. I meant underrated the way the observer does it. So like, as in like under push. Maybe next year I'll just make it most underrated slash under push or something. I don't know. But like in other words, people who are not getting the attention they deserve in the promotion, basically. So KZ won with four votes. The runner-up was Jimmy Kagatora and Masaki Mochizuki, each of three votes. UT got two votes. And then <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, thirteen people got at least one vote, or got one vote each. For So th- th- read them off real quick. Don Fuji, Al Lindemann, Eita, T-Hawk, Jimmy Susumu, Peter Kasa, Dragon Ooh. Kid, Brother Yashi, Genki Horaguchi, Ryujimi Saito, Katoka, Big R Shimizu, and Shup- Super Shiza. I told you, where's the heart? One vote. Case was the one I'm... vote for Super, for Super Shiza, by the way. I'm so, you know, I'm so glad that two people remember that UT exists. <laughs> yeah, it was what? It was uh, Paul and CeeLo both voted for UT. Who? Uh, two, two listeners, I guess. Okay. Um, I voted for KZ. I voted Mike, for KZ. Yeah, Milo also voted for KZ. I voted for Don Fuji because I seriously think that Don Fuji could be a main event player in this promotion. Him only getting like a like a random like get beat up by Shingo Takagi Dreamgate defense is not where he should be. The, 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 this beefy old man could do anything. I mean he I mean he mm-hmm. might be my dad for all I know. Actually, I don't, <laughs> I don't think he can be my dad technically, but he could be my dad. But yeah, <laughs> I love Don Fuji. Don Fuji to me until the end of time is until like they like make Don Fuji into like the star of the company will be my most underrated or underpushed. Very <laughs> here for a folks. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so Milo, let's but go. Chazy, with favorite. Yeah, oh, Chazy is Chazy winning most underrated. I think is was a given from the moment that we sent out those ballots. Um, I really hope that whatever happens this year will make it so that he doesn't win it next year. Yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, because he won it last year with me. So, yeah. Oh, yeah, so two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, so least favorite wrestler. Go ahead, Milo. Finally, one I can take some pleasure in announcing. Uh, so, there was a tie for a winner of um, 
worst wrestler or least favorite wrestler. Um, one of the winners was Brother Yashi, which I guess I don't agree, but whatever. And uh, also Peter Tassa. So <laughs> at least some people have some common fucking sense. <laughs> they each had five votes. And they each had five votes. And in third place was Cybercon with three votes. And then there was a shitload of people who only got one vote, so ended up all tied in, in fourth place. So settle in, because we're going to name them all. Monday Ryu, Akira Tozawa, Punch Tominaga, BB Hulk, L. Lindemann, Katsoka, Dama, Johnson Florida, t Jimmy Kines, Naoki Tanizaki, and Jimmy Tonda. Whoever the fuck you are, come fight me. Who the fuck voted for Johnson Florida? Like, did he even have a match this year? He had two. Uh, he was on he Prime Zone match. last. Okay. He was on Prime Zone like last month, but that doesn't count. So like, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> also, who the uh, fuck votes for Jimmy Conda? Why Jimmy do you Conda was happiness? Jimmy Conda was Joe Lanza. <laughs> <laughs> oh my fucking god! I, I, Milo, I think Lanza's Milo trying... and Joe Lanza are gonna have a fucking fight. Uh, Milo, I think Lanza's I, honestly, trying to troll he's you. like forty years old. I think I can take him. <laughs> oh shit! Um. So Case voted for Brother Yashi. Uh, Milo, me, and Mike all voted for Peter Casa. Like, do, do, I want to separate this for a second. I know. Obviously, he what he said about Transit was terrible. I also just fucking hate him because he's sloppy as hell. He broke Katoka's face. And I don't find him that entertaining. He was okay. And he's a transphobe. Well, yeah, I, I'm saying. But if, if, even if you want to stick, stick to the in-ring the in only. Which I think Yeah, no, he's sloppy as fuck. He's sloppy as fuck. Like everything he, he does broke, looks like an accident. He broke Katoka's fucking nose and Oh that was orbital his, bone. He or, or or whatever he broke. He broke his orbital bone, cost us three months of Katoka, basically. Which this year was actually a bad thing. And he like um Yeah, he just I don't know. He was in, I remember liking him in one match this year. That um that weird was it Dangerous Gate with the, oh, the, the Oda weird Hall, the Oda City? Yeah, like, I remember. Yeah. I remember he was good in that, and that's really the only thing I remember like him in all year. He couldn't even show up to the the, the last match for Monster Express because he got injured. So he's either injuring people, or he's getting injured himself. So karma. Fuck Peter Kappa. Yeah, basically. like basically, <laughs> I watch a lot of Evolve because I got my WN live subscription, hoping that they would put up DG USA. That hasn't happened. But, uh, and, and the big thing about Casa, to me, and one of the main reasons that, like, I voted for him, other than the reasons that y'all have already brought up, is usually when people go to tours and stay in the dojo for extended time in Dragon Gate, you learn, you improve. Peter Casa hasn't. Peter Casa was, were in a, was in a couple really bad singles matches in Evolve, and, like, He's only, like, the only times he's palatable is when he's in these big multi-men matches where he's able to do his sloppy dives and nearly kill people like Flamita. And, yeah, I just have no use for him. I, I know he's probably coming back in 2017. I hope he doesn't. I think there's a lot of other good independent workers in the U.S. that could be really over in Japan or even Mexico when Flamita comes back. Like, if Flamita brings a friend from DTU back, that'd be awesome. But I, I have no use for Piracasa. Also, I want to call out three people that voted for CyberCon. There's nothing wrong with CyberCon. He does his role perfectly fine. Leave leave CyberCon alone, everybody. Nah. You don't like Cyber... <laughs> you didn't vote for CyberCon. No, I voted for Peter Casa. Are you kidding me? At least CyberCon's not a confirmed transphobe. But, yeah. Like, um... the fact that I didn't even vote for Shingo should tell you something here. 
Yeah. Shingo got no votes, actually. One person voted for Katoka. That broke my heart. Uh, Phillips slash Satoki voted for Gamma. Oh, he voted for Gamma? Yeah. Oh, I wonder who voted for Tozawa then. Who am I got to Tozawa was some guy, basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, someone really hate. I don't want to talk about that one because we we talked about that one on the podcast before, and I think we we embarrassed him. So I don't want to get on that. Oh, again, okay. But, no problem. But yeah, I mean, everybody can vote wherever they want. If I'm, I'm not, hopefully nobody took anything we say here as serious. We're just we're just having fun with the votes. That's all. So we're not. We're happy you participated. You can vote for whoever you want, guys. It's it's totally fine. All right. So. Um. What's up? Nah, no, it's a, no, no, nothing. Okay. So Milo, go or not Milo. Uh, Michael, go ahead with worst unit. Okay, worst unit. Uh, <laughs> again, this is one of the smaller categories. Uh, with uh, uh with. Winning the uh, vote with ten votes was Tri Vanguard. Running runner up because their two months were really that bad was Dia Hearts with six <laughs> votes. Third place was Overgeneration with four votes, and then the other two that got votes were Monster Express and Berserk, who both had two. So no one dislikes the Jimmies. Yes, the Jimmies are the only unit that got no worst votes. Basically, everybody loved the Jimmies. Um, Milo and Milo and Anthony were the only two people to vote for Berserk. I don't know uh, who Anthony is. Yeah, some guy. Brock and <laughs> Brock and Philip. Uh, Brock for Blessing with Words and Philip voted for Monster Express. Um, a lot of people voted for Tribe Vanguard. Joe Lanza, Case, Drew from Burning Spirits. Um, did any? None of us did though. Wow. It's just Case. No, actually. I voted for Berserk. Yeah, you voted for Berserk, and Mike and I both voted for Dia Hearts because. I mean, what fucking purpose did that unit serve after Tozawa was gone? I don't know. I mean, Hulk's gone. I mean, Hulk, yeah. Yeah. What fucking purpose did that unit serve? For me, it was close, though. I almost voted for Overgeneration because that's how much I fucking hate them. So shout out to Dylan Justin from Voice of Wrestling who voted for, voted for Overgeneration along with three other people because I really can't stand them. I and just... of all the units left, I really hope they go away. But I figured Trap Vanguard was going to win this, so I'm not really that surprised, but... I, I, I would have laughed if somehow Dia Hart's worst two months, probably Dragon <coughs> Gate unit history, was enough to get them to. It was it was work. close for, until the very end. Yeah. Uh, tribe, they were tied with six votes, and then the last four ballots that came in all had Tribe Vanguard. So uh, it was I'll, very close. I'll say this I don't expect Tribe Vanguard to win this award next year or in 2017, just with how January is looking so far. Yeah, I guess we'll have to see, huh? Uh, rookie of the year. Here's a really easy one. Twenty-one people voted for Fuda Nakamura slash Ben K. The runner-up was Hio Watanabe with two votes, and no one else received any votes. So <laughs> that was it. Um, I think we were all we were unanimous for Fuda. There were only two mm-hmm. people that voted for Hio Watanabe. Shockingly, Michael was not one of them. You, you know, the reason why I didn't, and we'll get it more into another category, is that it's really undeniable the kind of year that Fuda Nakamura had, Binkei. Like, I, I, Considering just... that he debuted in April. Right, yeah. I feel like it would be dishonest of me not to recognize that. So, yeah, I had to vote for Binkei. 
Um, do you want me to take best move, Milo? Or do you want to take it? It's a, I only had to, I only had to read two things, and this one's really long again. I'm gonna do it. Okay. Best um, move. Okay, so best move. We have a tie um, for first place. So with five votes each, um, Eita's numero uno and Bedar Shimizu's shot put slam. Um, which I think were both moves that made a lot of impact this year. Um, title matches, King of Gates, um, all that shebang. Um, third place with three votes was Yamato's Galleria. Um, and then the rest, there's a lot of them. So Jimmy Susumu's World Liner was actually the only move out of the rest that got more than one vote. So it's in fourth place with two votes. And then in... Uh, Tied for fifth place with one single vote each. Please pray for me that I don't slip on any of these words, especially the second one. Okay, so Eita's Apocalysis, which was the weird combo that he used to beat Susumu in King of Gates, got um, so it's uh, one of the fifth place um, votes. Then we have Jimmy Kaidatora's Guruma Gakari. Oh my fucking god! That's I, his. That's I, his cradle, right? It's his cradle. No, it's one of his real weird spinning oh, wait, the thing pile off the driver top thingies. Rope? The thing off the top rope? The yeah. cradle is the Kaganui. Uh, yeah, the thing off the top rope is the... Um, okay. Yeah, the this one is my fa- my personal favorite, even yeah. though I didn't vote for it. Masaki Mochizuki, kicking people, no move in particular, just him kicking people. Let's I, give a shout out, shout out to um, uh, listener Joe for that one. That's okay, a Shingo, Shingo Takagi is made in Japan. Uh, Casey's shotgun, <laughs> which I'm not sure what it is. Yeah, what is that? When I was looking at this, I had no clue what that was. I don't know what it is either. Who, let me see who voted for that. Um, it was Silo? I, yeah, I don't know what that is either. Well, if this person is listening, I hope they can enlighten us because I don't know what that is. Yeah, send us a tweet because I'd like to know what that is. Yeah. Uh, then we have Shingo Takari's Pumping Volmer. Um, then Masato Yoshino's Lightning Spiral. Uh, then Akira Tozawa's Package German Suplex Hold and his High Speed German Suplex Hold. And then Shingo Takari's Last Falconry. Yeah, so th- they each got a vote. The Package German got a vote and the uh, High Speed German. German. They're different moves. Yeah. yeah. I actually like the High Speed German better. Mm-hmm. Well, it's interesting because so... we could start talking. Uh... Well, when we do the retro match, talking about the uh, power of the package German suplex hold. Yes. Yeah. So Case got the shot. Case voted for the shot put slam. Milo, you were numero uno. Yes. Um, I was also numero uno. And, and I, Mike. Yeah, yeah, I voted. For, I was the sole vote for it is Apocalypses because I think that's the coolest move I've ever seen. Like I love <laughs> Yave. I love T2P, and like seeing him wrench back and reapply and adding in. That added like leg bar into the into the El Numeruno, I think is incredible. I hope he like oh, yeah, saves it was, that as like mm-hmm. his. It was badass. It was badass, and I think that it's notable that he hasn't busted out since. Yeah, I, I feel like that it's either going to end up being like especially like Susumu move, like how the world liner is Susumu's move for DK for DK, mm-hmm. or this might be like his like oh shit, he's bringing it out of nowhere, like how the muscular bomb is. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I love this move. I I like it. Get had enough impact. Yeah, if on it's it. like the muscular bomb, we're gonna see it once every three years. And, and each time, <laughs> that, and, and if we do the show and these awards going forward, like a decade from now, like each t- each year that it shows up, I'll probably vote for it. So yeah. <laughs> that's adorable. All right, so the breakout star, twenty sixteen, Michael, yep. take it. 
I, I ended up with all the small categories this year. Gosh. Okay. Uh, the, the breakout winner of 2016, really running away with the category, and was Ada with 14 votes. I think that, that yeah. Uh, number The runner-up was El Lindemann with four votes. Third place was Big R Shimizu with three votes. And then the other two who got votes were Fuda Nakamura slash Benkei, who had two votes in fourth place. And T-Hawk got a single vote, which made him fifth place. Yeah, um, so I was, uh, I, me and Mike both voted for Ata. Um, oh, and Milo. Oh, yeah, the, I mean, yeah. I vote, I had a tie vote for Ata and Shimizu just because Oh, okay. that was yeah. the, I was going back and forth with it until the very last day to send in the ballots and I could not decide who I wanted to put. Yeah, so I just let you vote for both. It's fine. Thank you, John. Um, and then Case voted for, um, Case voted for Linda Man. Oh, so that's that's breakout star 2016. Now who's going to break out in 2017? Yeah, I really got like me and Milo got all the long ones. Jesus. Do we we take this one? I'll take this one. Yes, do it. Okay. All right. So who's going to break out in 2017? The winner (laughs) with eight votes, my small leopard son, the big cat, Hyo Watanabe with eight votes. I'm so proud. I love that boy. So proud of him winning a category in his first ballot. So good for him. I'm, I'm really surprised that he won because I thought everybody was going to vote for Ben K. Yeah. Until until John sent me the document and I looked at it and I realized that people probably think Ben K already had a breakout year. What yeah. with, what right. with you know Mochizuki taking him under his wing, then Yoshino taking him under his wing, forming that team, being you know, at the inception of this new unit that is hopefully going to form any day now um, (laughs) and already getting a title challenge. And I think that's kind of how people saw it, that even though that was his debut year, it was already a breakout year for him, while Hio still has to have that breakout year. So at least that's the way that I kind of look at it. Right. And I think that's the way that other people have looked at it also. And I'm really, really happy that Hio won. And I I voted for him. Uh, the runner-up was Ben K. He got three votes. Uh, third place, there was a four-way tie with Big R Shimizu, El Lindemann, T Hawk, and Katoka. And then the uh, everyone who was who was after that only got one vote, and they all tied for seventh place. Okay, to I'm me- reading these, and one of them is very fucking weird to me. Well, it's J- Jimmy Kagatora, Jimmy Kanda, Peter Kasa. Yeah. Uh, Ada and Yosuke Santa Maria. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I would love for Konda to break out again in 2017, but I want to know the reasoning behind this vote. So, if our reader, if our Kanda listener is Anthony, 38 years old, if our listener Anthony wants to write in and tell Milo about his vote, uh, I, please, I'm please genuinely curious. As a, like as a Konda fan, I'm really curious. Um. So the votes for Yo Watanabe. Milo voted for him. Mike voted for him. I did not vote for him. I voted for El Lindemann. I still think Lindemann's going to break out in 2017. I think he didn't quite break out this past year. Um, I think he's going to have a big run at some, maybe with the Brave Gate title. Case voted for Shimizu, by the way. So, um, Case, I, I think Shimizu kind of already broke out, but that's fine, I guess. I, I guess, like, you could expect Shimizu getting a drink key. Like, yeah. 
That's totally, and I guess, like, I don't know what Anthony was thinking when he was voting Conda. I would love to see, like, rationale. Yeah, I, I really want to, like, this is not, like, mocking or anything. Yeah. I'm just, I'm really interested in the yeah. reasoning. Like, I guess, like, Conda getting a drinky? Maybe that's it? Like, <laughs> I mean, I feel like that so... would be a lot of fun. It might end up being a Wakayama match, but, yeah. So, best dressed and worst dressed are the last two categories. Um, the winner for best dressed was Yamato. With six Obviously. votes. This is a very close category, though. First place, Yamato, six votes. Yosuke Santa Maria, runner-up, with five votes. Naruki Doi in third place with four votes. I mean, <laughs> Doi keeps leveling up. Yeah, he's getting better. Like, his, his, like, golden holographic gear from Final Gates. That was might be my favorite gear of all time. Level. That was so good. Uh, but KZ was in fourth with three votes. So KZ just missed out on the podium. Um, Casey was best dressed at the biggest show of the year, so. Uh, T-Hawk was in fifth with two votes. And then Yoshino, Eita. Green Yoshino. Sh- Wait, oh, ready for this? Yoshino, Eita, Ben K, and Shub Skywalker. <laughs> I love it. Some people really fucking love Space Invaders, man. <laughs> I was Drew from Burning Spirits that gave the one vote to Shub Skywalker. <laughs> so there you go. Um, um, I just, I love... Like, Yoshino bringing back his green singlet is always one of my... You'll never guess who I voted for in this category. Mm -hmm. I said you'll never guess who I voted for in this category. (laughs) Naruki Doi. Obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, I was the Yoshino vote. uh, Oh, I voted for Yamato. Um, and, I, and I even added bonus points for double coats. Case voted for Case voted for Maria. Oh, that's yeah. cute. Yeah. So. Oh, her new gear is so cute. It is really good. Yeah. Okay, so that was best dressed. Um, take us away. I'm worst dressed, Milo. Oh man. Uh, so. <laughs> worst dressed. The winner of worst dressed was um, with five votes. Our favorite space invader, Shun Skywalker who really needs to do something about that gear. <laughs> so Shun, really quickly, Shun Skywalker, I think, is one of, let's say, one, two... He's one of four people that got worst and best votes. <laughs> so, there you go. There was one person who voted for the same person for worst <laughs> and best. I don't know. I don't, I don't know it's I don't, just I don't love remember, to hate. I don't remember who it was, but someone voted for the same person for okay. worst and best. Um, the runner-up was Bidar Shimizu with, with four votes. Um, Big Orange Shimizu was definitely a highlight of, 20, of 2016 uh, for me personally, but okay. And in third place was Brother Yashi. I guess some people just don't appreciate the sleaze, man. I mean, come on now. <laughs> he had three votes. And then so the rest, uh, so tied in fourth place with two votes each were Peter Kasa and Gama, which are respectable votes for this category truly um and then we got a whole lot of people tied in sixth place with only one vote each so we got ut t-hawk kratoka naruki doi cybercon kz shingo takagi masata yoshino and l lindaman i think the person who voted for yoshino in this category is probably pissed off at the same thing that everyone is always pissed off about when we talk about yoshino's fashion which is what is the point of having straps Yes. On your no, singlet. No, no. It, it was, if again, you're it never was Brock, going to put them up. It was Brock from Wrestle of Words, and he even said that in the in when he voted for him. He's like, well, what's with the straps? <laughs> uh, Drew, Drew from Burning Spirits voted for Linda Man. Joe Lanza was one of the people who doesn't appreciate Brother Yashi's 
Hip Hop Styling. Um, I really want to figure out who the fuck was the guy that voted the same person, best and worst. Who the fuck? Well, was it had it? to be someone who voted for either Yoshino, T Hot, Casey, Shun, or Doi. It wasn't Shun. Let me see the KZ voters. Hey, Milo, uh, guess which one I voted for? Bidar Shimizu. Oh, no. Oh, you <laughs> You voted for UT. I can't believe you did this. I, my exact vote was UT forever and ever and ever. Aww. I, I, I am nothing if I don't stick to my guns here. The yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know who, I don't know who it was. I can't figure it out. He just wants to live. Please leave him alone. I, I, I mean, it's... oh, it was, it was listener Paul. He voted for Doi for best and worst dressed. I think I can understand. Like best dressed is Silver Doi, Boss Mode Doi, and worst dressed is that weird fucking red hair he had at Dead or Alive. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Uh, so. Ladies and gentlemen, that was the first ever Open the Voice Gate Year-End Awards. That was fun. Took a long time, but it was fun. As always. Yeah, that was um, a lot of fun. Let's try to get through this hurricane as fast as possible. Let's fucking it do it. Yeah, they... Open the New Year's January 18th. The only thing on the show, basically, other than like one match, was the New Year's Unit War six-man tag team tournament. Now, originally, Jay had reported there's going to be Two count rules in the first round only, but it turned out to be two count rules in the first round and the semifinals. So it opened with Yamato, BB Hulk, and KZ of Tribe Vanguard defeating Don Fuji, Yo Watanabe, and Yuki Yoshika. Not really a surprise here. KZ pinned the small leopard sound in eight minutes with the impact. What'd you guys think? He really spiked my son. He really yeah, did. Yeah, he was dead. Yeah. He was dead. Yeah. He uh, was dead. My, my, my quick hick notes, because I have to physically write down notes or I forget things. Uh, Casey got pelted by a water bottle, and that was the highlight of the match to me. Because I, it came in off screen. I don't know who did it, but someone just like, I'm guessing it's Don Fuji, just threw a water bottle right at his face. Yes. Yes, it was It was Fuji. Of course it was. And uh, Hulk got zero reaction. I mean par for the course for him but it was, it was perfectly okay like it was okay um i i don't understand casey's new fashion yeah we gotta get I, I, like first I, of all I like shirtless it. casey is a very strange thing to me um because he hasn't wrestled shirtless a whole lot ever no not since did he did he wrestle shirtless in um when he in world one even i don't even remember no, no I, he had a jersey still wore a shirt Oh yeah. So he had a jer- so he had the same jersey he had when he had a jersey when he was like a young lion too. Mm-hmm. It's when he was in Nex. So yeah, he is this like his first time ever wrestling shirtless? No, Team Doi Triangle Dave. Oh, okay, okay. All right. Um, but still, the pants look fine though. I like them. Uh, not a fan of the hair though. What the? I don't know what the hell happened. He looks like he cut it himself with uh, gardening scissors. Uh, in a room only lit up by a candle. I, I can see him doing that, though. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, true. But yeah, not a fan of the hair. Like the new gear. Very curious why he's suddenly wrestling shirtless, even though he's looking good, so that may be why. 
he must have spent his Christmas break getting ripped, you know? And also getting spray tanned with the young bucks. Yeah, he was he was orange. So match two was Yoshino Gun, Yoshino, Benkei, and Katoka defeating uh, over generation Eita, Yamamura, and Punch Tomonaga. Only took four minutes and 27 seconds. Benkei pin punch with the Benkei bomb. Wonderful. Um, after the These match, Eita like, really ripped, well ripped on Tomonaga after the match, and he was like, basically asked him what was his problem. It's only the first quirk in the year, and he's already slacking off. And then the ultimate insult, they would have been better off with Ishida, even with the injury. Wow. I'm with Eita, him. Eita is not here for Punch Tomonaga's shit. I, <laughs> he's like, he's just so fucking sick of him. My one note I have for this match was, send PT on an excursion to the sun. <laughs> <laughs> That's so mean. This being said, uh, him and Gama wrestled in Osaka Pro today. Really? Yeah, they were in the tag team tournament. They got eliminated in the first round. <laughs> Let me guess who took the fall. I'm going to say probably Punch. Yeah. Yeah. It was, oh my God, that is a great match headline. It was um, <laughs> Caramel Boy and Kaiju New World versus Gama and Punch Tominaga. Who and who? <laughs> Caramel, believe Caramel it or not, I've heard of Kaiju New and World. And Kaiju New World. I've heard of Kaiju New World. Because how the fuck can you not like see that name and have it stick with you? But I've heard of him. I have no idea for Caramu, whatever the fuck. Caramel but Boy? I, I don't I've know. Heard, I've heard of Kaiju New World. I have no idea what he looks like. No idea how he wrestles, but I've heard the name before. Yeah. Um, Osaka Pro is a weird place. Well, doesn't make TV like ever. So like how the fuck are you... Yeah. Gamma owns part of it, so like when, he can't he can't even get a win when at his own promotion because of PT. Damn. Right. <laughs> when, when I go to if if they're running when I go to Osaka in in August, I'm gonna try to go just to be like, yeah, I went to an Osaka Pro show, motherfucker. Yeah, like this still, <laughs> still I, exists. Yeah, I was gonna say like because they got kicked out of Donut. I'll mispronounce it. Dotanogri. Like, they've been there for a long time. and then Oh, like, Dutton Body Pro. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. When Kuga left, he kind of took over that district, and that's, like, Osaka's big party district. So, like, that was one of the many uh, of the uh, downfalls of the original Osaka Pro, because this is a completely different company now. Where the mm-hmm. fuck are they even running? I have no clue. Someone's basement? Whatever secret gate runs? <laughs> Let me see. I want, to, I want to figure out what this is. Okay, seriously. <laughs> Okay, I want to know. As John's figuring this out, uh, the third match was the Jimmy's team of Susumu, Saito, and Kanda versus Yashi, Kong, and Ryu. And I wasn't, I mean, that match, like, more so than any of the other first-round matches, just kind of felt like it was there for me. Like, it existed, it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't remember anything of it. Yeah, it, like I'll be very honest with you, I don't remember anything. Okay, of it. so so it's in the Ikinuku um, War Community Center. This is not downtown Osaka for sure. This is like it's an area in the southeast of Osaka. It's well known for the many uh, Zainichi Korean, which is uh, Korean Japanese living there, as well as for the number of Yakiniku Korean style barbecue restaurants. Um, Many families from Korea have lived in this district for three generations or more. Mm. So that's basically, it's basically a Korea town. 
of Osaka. Wow. It's okay. not pretty, pretty far from the city center. Um, I, I wonder if it has some link with Gama because Gama, like, he has become, like, a, I don't want to say prominent, but he has a couple of businesses in Osaka. Like, he owns a gym. He owns some of Osaka Pro. So I wonder if it's one of those things that he's somewhat linked or related to the venue in some way. Maybe. I mean, it's a community center, so probably not, though. Fair enough. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so that's that's Osaka geography for you, everybody. <laughs> um, <laughs> did we talk about Match 3 already? It was just kind of there, like you yeah, guys said. Yeah, I don't remember any of it. Right. I remember I remember when Saito did the, the Sairi rocket, because I was like, yeah, Jimmy's win. That's it. That's what I remember. Mm-mm. Um, Match 4. The, this was probably the main event of the first round. Mm-hmm. Shingo, T-Hawk, and Linda Man of Berserk against Doi, Mochizuki, and Shimizu. Uh, Linda Man ended up pinning Shimizu with the Hirai Goshi. That's his cradle, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. What the fuck does Hirai Goshi mean? <laughs> John, we don't have time for this. Yeah. Sorry. You guys talk about the match. I'll look up here. I go. She. Yeah, it, it was probably what I thought was the best first round match. It was the first one that the crowd really got into it. It was kind of the start of the berserk bullshit throughout the show, but that was just the first red box finish of way too many. Yeah, yeah, but like it, I, I on that show, I mean, not yeah. like. Yeah, but like it was. I, I thought it was a good enough match. It probably, I felt like, did the most with the two-count stipulations that, like, it made sense that, like, the red box would be enough to put someone out for three. I thought it was interesting how Doi lost that match, even though it was Shimizu who took the fall. So but that kind of played into it later. But, yeah, it was it was decent. Like, I thought it was by far the best round in the first, the best round, the best match in the first round. Mm-mm. But, but yeah. If you haven't noticed, I didn't think too much of this tournament. (laughs) So, yeah. But, like, I don't know. Like, I like the idea of having a big kickoff show for the year, especially seeing that, like, they only had house shows leading up to it. But, like, just, like, this kind of match or this kind of tournament didn't really feel like it needed to happen. And unless the winners are getting a Triangle Gate challenge, then I don't see the purpose. So... Yeah, I think they. I think they probably will. Yeah, I, I think. I think they will. Yeah, I mean, they kind of have to, don't you think? Mm mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. There were there were pictures uh, from. Oh, here I go. I she think... probably means opening everybody. Okay. Okay. Which makes I sense. It's an were... opening to pin it. Anyway. Mm-mm. I think there were pictures from today's show of um, Linda Man, like, because today. Um, Takadi, T-Hawk, and Lindemann defeated uh, Susumu Kanda and Hio Watanabe. And uh, there were pictures of um, Linda, like, kind of taking the belts and posing with them. So it's possible that there's going to be a triangle gate challenge. That makes sense. I, I mean, Linda, like, that is Berserk's top team, undoubtedly. So, I mean, Mm-mm. yeah, I guess. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I don't want to sound like I'm super down on this show, but it just kind of did that for me Mm-mm. so the next match was well, what do you think of the two count rules by the way michael i thought it was cool i thought it add something i thought it was neat for the first round i would have done away with it in the semis i would have done away with the semis too probably it did get it did start to get kind of old yeah and uh what i did like about it was that they 
the, the wrestlers worked the two count really well. So it wasn't like how in the U.S. where someone would just, like, dick around and not realize what was going on. Like, everyone was cognizant of, okay. Yeah. Oh, you remember that? Do you remember this? this speaking about dicking around and forgetting about the weird rules, do you remember that WCW pay-per-view where, like, the loser was who was going to roll out of the ring? Like, you, you couldn't touch the floor. And Dean Malenko just rolls out of the ring and touches the floor and loses, like, a minute in. Dude, I never watched WCW. <laughs> I, I didn't hate I just, I didn't hate my life that much. Well, this this was like WCW in 2000 also, so okay. there you go. This is like, I think, sold out 2000, where Dean Malenko was wrestling Billy Kevin, and like it was like some weird, they called it like catch-as-catch-can rules, and if you touch the floor, you lose. And he immediately rolls to the floor like he's just stalling. And just, I guess, just totally forgot the fucking stipulation. And you can see the look on his face, that like, like, that was a shoot. Yeah. He, was not supposed to, he was not supposed to do that. He just rolled to the floor and immediately lost. I was like, wow. But so good on the Dragon Gate wrestlers being smarter than Dean Malenko in the year two thousand. Yeah, and yeah. I think that I think that two count rules are something that work well in the sense of urgency that always is there in Dragon Gate tag team matches. Mm-hmm. So. Oh yeah, like that. It, it, it added something. I would have just stopped it after the first round. Like that. That. that like I, I thought it was interesting a lot though. So yeah. Anyway. So match five, you started the semifinals. Yoshino Gun defeated Yamato Hulk and KZ. Uh, Katoka pinned BB Hulk, everybody. I think I this is like I think that even taking into account Hulk's recent losing streak, which he seems to have broken given the house show results of the recent days, like even given given um, Hulk's losing streak and relatively low placement in his unit, this is still something that is quite important for Katoka. Yeah, considering yeah. that Hulk, Hulk is still one of the one of the big six and a former Dreamgate champion. Yeah, you're right. Hulk picked up the fall in two out of the last three shows. Wow. Yeah. Uh, but um, but yeah. So Hulk, so Hulk pin, got pinned by Katoka with the Momo latch, and that led to Yamato basically telling Hulk, "What the fuck? Get wrong your with shit you? together." Yeah. Hulk said Yamato was ready to own four. Blah blah blah. Yamato was Dreamgate champion. KZ and Maria going for the Twin Gate. Flamito is doing his thing in Mexico. He's just holding them back. Uh, he was frustrated, had no idea what to do. Yamato had an idea. Pro wrestlers need a goal. So basically, he gave him a goal, the Dream Gate. Because he said the real BB Hulk is one of the faces of the company. So Yamato wants him to come to the Dream Gate. So that's going to happen in two weeks, folks. February 2nd, Corican. Yamato versus BB Hulk for the Dream Gate. That's kind of crazy. It's coming up that fast. But, um, but yeah, so I mean, okay. I want to say two things on this. Okay. Go First ahead. of all, I never like the idea of a guy losing his way into a title shot at the top belt, especially Mm-mm. like that feels that feels like WWE booking to me. I'm not I'm not a fan mm. of that. Um, <laughs> I will say at least it made a little more sense in this context, and that it's at least it's Hulk's friend is the champion. So Yamato is basically giving him the shot as pity and saying, you know, I want you to have this title challenge. Because I think it'll motivate you. It's not him saying you deserve it. It's him saying you need the motivation. So it, it makes more sense than if Yamato was a heel or Yamato was in a different unit being like, hey, Hulk, you keep losing all the time. Have yourself a title shot. Yeah. Like that, that that would make no sense. At least this makes a little bit of sense that they're friends and unit mates and Yamato's trying to spur him on with this title mm-hmm. shot. You know- so it does make a little sense, but I'm still not a huge fan. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like... Then you have. Oh no! Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Did Did you say other two things that you wanted to say? 
Yes. Okay. So the one thing that I do wonder, and I, I like, I don't know how you would operate that as like in the con- the unit context right now with Berserk and, you know, Shingo seemingly not going anywhere and still firmly being the number one of that unit. Um, but I keep wondering um, if we're heading towards a Hulk heel turn Yeah, probably. out of frustration. And he hasn't gone dark side in a while. And I would personally... Um, like, I think it would be, I don't, I don't think it's going to happen, but I would personally be ecstatic if for some reason he decided to come out as Black Hulk for this challenge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do wonder if they're going to have him lose and then turn out of frustration of like, well, if this this person that I am today isn't good enough, then I have to resort to, you know, the dark side of the force. <laughs> yeah, and I think there's it's interesting if he does, because he would, like, I I don't know if I necessarily buy him talk joining Berserk. Like Milo and I have talked kind of back and forth about like what we were thinking about this, but because of the whole Shingo versus Hulk, like, Eternal Rivals thing, but... Mm-hmm. It, it, yeah, it, you, you have to have one out of the unit if, you got, if you're gonna have the yeah. other in it. Yeah, no, I agree with you. So, it, it's interesting, but, like, I, I'm with John, I hate the idea about losing and being gifted a dream key. Like, to me, it's either, oh, wait, we really want to bolster up uh, Yamato's uh, title reign before he drops it at, at Champion Gate, or it's just... Or, or I guess Hulk trying to like light a fire underneath him. So I don't, I don't know. Uh, I did appreciate the fact that Yoshino changed gear between rounds. I appreciate that little touch. I've always liked when in tournaments people do that. So, but yeah, like Katoka getting that win there, like really is helping. Like I off the top of my head, that might be his biggest pinfall of his career. I would think maybe. Uh, I I'd say it would have to be. Yeah. For Katoka. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he pinned Shima in Karakuen. Um, at New Year Gate 2015. Okay. I completely. His first match in the Millennials. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. When they, when him and Lindemann joined, he was the one who got the pin. Yeah. However, how like. He, so he did pin Shima, and Shima is um, more, I would say, a more important pin, pinfall to get than Hulk, especially for a guy as young as Kotoka. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the pinfall over Shima came after a, a powder throw. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was totally clean. So right. I don't know how you would weigh that. Yeah, no, I completely forgot about that. Mm-mm. But I, I mean, it just was one of those things that, like, I really like how, like, outside of the Berserk stuff, like, from the show, like, I know I was kind of bagging on it, I liked how they really built up Yoshino Gun. So, Mm-mm-mm. like... Yeah, These they... three have amazing chemistry. Yeah, yeah, and it started off, really, at Final Gate in the run-up to Mm-mm. that. Like, y- y- 
you were talking about how the Monster Express team had the great combination of power, stamina, and te- technique, and you kind of have that again with this team. I, you took the words right out of my mouth. <laughs> Sorry. Um, no, it's it's totally fine. Um, especially, I was gonna say that I do believe that Kotoka is one of two people who has the nickname Mister High Tension. Yeah, it's him and Tazawa. Yeah, so that would make even more sense. Yeah. To to compare this uh, this Yoshino Kotoka Benkei trio to Yoshina to, to Yoshina, <laughs> Yoshino Tozawa and T Hawk, because it is totally the same kind of uh, combination where you have the technical veteran, um, the super high tension, um, excitable kind of not I don't want to say brawler type but almost yeah bruiser kind of a bruiser. Kind of a bruiser, uh, small too, the smallest member of the of the trio, and then you have you just have the big burly dude who throws people around. Mm-hmm. So it. it is kind of a, a recreation of that, but I really don't mind at all. I think it works very very well. I love the chemistry between the three. I love the chemistry between just Benkei and Katota as well. I think they work very very well together. Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for Benkei to just pick up Katota and throw him at people. Yeah, that'd be so sweet. Um, like he like picks up Katoka and and like maybe like throws him into like a modified caldera or something like that. That would be cool. Yeah, you got options be... there. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I I think they they work really really well together. Yeah. So um, we're we're still on that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I like. I think did we talk about Yoshino like as. Mentor, I think it's I think it's a cool dynamic they have. Yeah, we didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, like I think it's really cool having like these two Benkei throwing Katoka around like you guys said, and then Yoshino is like the dad kind of in the background, like that'll do kids. That'll do. Mm. So I think it's a cool dynamic. Mm. Um all right, so that was the first semifinal. The second semifinal saw the Berserk trio get the win over the Jimmies. T Hawk pinning T Hawk pins Susumu in about eleven minutes with the night ride. This was probably the best match I thought of the first two rounds. I remember liking this a lot. Um just I could I couldn't believe it only went eleven minutes. It felt like it went longer actually. But yeah, this was a really fun six fan tag, I thought. hmm Yeah. It it re- like this is what really cemented to me that how well this tournament built up Linda in a way. Like he but, like, he's really kind of taken that role as the number three in Berserk really well. Again, I'm kind of tired. This was when I was like, okay, another a- another kind of heel finish. All right. But it, I thought it was the best match of, of the show up to the point, though. Yeah, that's what I was just saying. I thought it was the best by far, actually. Um, what do you think, Milo? I mean... It was kind of this match that I was like, okay, we're heading for the same fucking bullshit that we've had for like eight Kodakwins in a row. Where it's the same thing, you got a great match with great wrestlers in it, and then there's Berserk shenanigans, and Berserk wins. Yeah. And for me, like, I'm sorry... Because I know that people always love to be like, well, they're heels, obviously, you're supposed to hate them, blah, blah, blah. When it's actively ruining my favorite promotion for me to the point where I don't want to watch it until this unit is disbanded, I'm going to fucking complain about it. That's fair, I guess. I'm 
really fucking tired of it. And it's not even to do with the fact that they're heels anymore because I know you're supposed to dislike heels, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's really not the problem. The problem is I feel like even with heels, not every single fucking match has to end the same fucking way. It's yeah. true. Yeah. It, it's it's really, and I, I'm probably going to go more into that for the main event because that was really the last straw. I, I literally almost pulled the plug. Um, but this is just infuriating to me. Like, it's lazy. I'm I'm just, like... I love Dragon Gate. I think that they make amazing decisions um, pretty consistently. But this just is lazy as shit. And it's one of the things that, like, going off what Milo says, like, to me, this is reminiscent on how M2K kind of fucked around a lot in 2000. And just, like, a lot of people just got tired of it. Like, M2K was the double count-out committee where none of their matches would have clean finishes because they would brawl the outside and get the 20 count. And, mm-hmm. and, and unless this really is building up to something where there's going to be some change in Berserk and there's going to be something that happens, I think you really have to, like, reassess of, like, what they're trying to do with Berserk. Because either, like, they're, they're going to get knocked down again by the Jimmies and nothing's going to happen, and then they're going to be now almost well almost a full year without a title so then you're like okay this is even with all their bullshit they're kind of a weak unit or like that the, they just kind of become these rampaging heels like if they become like the original rampaging heels that berserk version one was then okay that then then it's going to be then i think that it'd be an improvement but for now i mean like i really was kind of iffy on this show and i totally get how like milo like they're having such problems with it because of it's kind of ruining the enjoyment especially like out of the tournament like there's heel work and then there's over heel work to the point that it just draws takes away from the card like yeah i'm not quite at where you guys are yet but i'm still it did i'm I'm starting to get there finally like i i don't need to see powder and boxes and three matches like that was a little much. I mean, we'll get into the final, obviously, but yeah, I just it's they they need to calm down a little bit with this. Like I, I really didn't need to see the exact same finish three fucking times in the same fucking show. Yeah, but they need to like, they need to calm just, down. What? I said they need to calm down with this. Yeah, yeah. Not only do they need to calm down, but it's funny because I think it was one of the first shows where. I really started to see more and more people on Twitter complaining about it. And of course, I'm not necessarily in the in the Japanese fan bubble. Like, I see a little bit of it when I go looking for pictures or info or whatever, but um, that's not the bubble that I'm a part of. But we know that the Japanese fans fucking hate Verzerg and that Verzerg has, like, go-away heat with them. Well, um, I don't know Verzerg... Shingo does. I don't know if I'd well, say... I, I was going to actually touch on that. Um, I was going to actually touch on that, that I feel like Verzerg kind of ruins everyone for everyone. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I don't think that they have... Like, Monday Ryu and CyberCon don't really have go-away. Go no, but they're thing. not important enough. No. Uh, uh, Linda Man's getting there. T-Hawk is there. Yeah, Shingo exactly. Ha- Shingo has it. 
So, but yeah, the Japanese so, fan, but we all we all like Linda Man more than the Japanese fan to begin with, unfortunately. But mm-mm. but basically, what I'm trying to say is that when Western fans who are um, notorious for loving heels start getting really tired of this bullshit. It's like it there's no it's not redeemable at any point. And like I said, having the same like first of all, I can't remember the last time a Verzert match didn't involve interference. Um and having the same finish in three matches on the same show is lazy. It's not heel booking anymore. It's lazy. Yeah. Because are you really fucking telling me that Shingo motherfucking Takagi can't pin Kotoka without the help of the the bottom when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.